0: Tyler Hammer, and I'm here with my loyal co-host, Jake Razor. Hello. And Gary U.S. Bombs, a.k.a. Tim. Hi. And we got a, a little special episode today. We are joined by our friend. Joe Rogan. Joe Roglan. Jared, Jared Johnson.
1: Hello. Pleased Hi. to have you on here. Hey, thanks. Glad uh, to be here. I'm, Welcome I'm, to Joe right.
2: Rogan. We're here with special guest, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs>
1: Joe <laughs> on Joe.
2: It's like the fucking the Matt Damon that <laughs> <like a> dude. <laughs> from
3: the uh, team from Team America. Yeah, <laughs> right,
2: I've never dude, seen that movie. Having before. one of those days today. Wow,
3: it's it's pretty good.
2: It I holds like, up. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, good for a
0: period <laughs> it, piece. It
3: for a period piece, it's a real good. <laughs>
0: piece, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was that was a you know uh, two thousand four. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. a, a, a yeah. interesting time and in culture. Um, yeah as uh, was, anyone yeah. that grew up probably around our age is there like no. a is
2: there a riot girl band called period piece yet oh man i hope so <laughs> there should Christ. be Ben. i gotta sell the rights to that to somebody
3: we, we're gonna have the <laughs> b- we'll bleep that out in the post <laughs> no it's
2: that's not that bad
0: <laughs>
3: no i mean no I, like i'm <laughs> yeah. saying so nobody will steal yeah. oh, okay. Okay. oh that's yeah, yeah idea. i got so, you yeah
0: thank you yeah tim's you. tim's looking out for the you know the creative you know yeah but yeah, we got our friend Jared here. Talk about a, we're going to talk about a couple things, discuss some, you know, the past, the present, the future, um, of punk rock and things that involved. I think a good good starter question: What got you into punk music, or maybe even just music in general?
1: Uh, what got me into well, what got me into music was like, funny that uh. You you liked my EU Hakusho tweet, yeah. Uh, so anime and being into like kind of cartoons and stuff got me into like music uh, because of the theme songs and stuff. I would download that shit and uh, you know just like listen to it or dub it to a tape mm-hmm. and listen to it. Um, and uh, you know like a lot of a lot of like I feel like t- uh, Adult Swim era early anime mm-hmm. had had very like rock based theme songs. Oh yeah, you know.
0: And for those that don't know. This is a, a kind of a, maybe a misconception. Spe- usually anime themes are just songs that are chosen to be a theme. Totally, yeah. So it is not like a theme that is necessarily written for like a Yu Yu Hakusho, right. uh, Naruto, oh, or it anything it could just like
3: be that. like a rock song.
0: Yeah, it's just a song and they like it. Like the Yu Yu Hakusho uh, Mats- Matsuko Mawatari, I believe is her yes. name. She wrote a bunch of different like songs and a bunch of them were just ended up being used, um, like four, really four or five. Yeah, of them maybe yeah, crazy. And her, she's she's fucking awesome. I love, like my main complaint about using title instead of Spotify is that like her, she's not really on
1: there. Oh, okay. A, I didn't did not know that.
0: But yes, the, I just want people to know that. Just you know, all you you know, make fun of people that listen to video game OSTs. <laughs> correct? They're you. the worst.
3: <laughs> What do you uh, do? what's wrong with the Halo soundtrack?
0: Oh, you know what? Actually, never mind. I take that back.
2: So were you, one that I want to ask about in particular, did you watch FLCL? Because that's you like, know, I love that show and the music is kind of like punky sounding so as I remember I it. I loved it. Yeah. The
1: Pillows, that, that band. Yeah, yeah. Fucking awesome.
2: They're like, actually a good band? Such a good, All like, right.
1: The soundtrack itself had a lot of like, I think, I don't know how many of their songs were actually used. Maybe like, it's probably the same amount for Yeah, five yeah, yeah. But they're all great. Yeah. And, like, the the soundtrack, uh, w- however it's listed on Spotify or fucking yeah. whatever, really good. Really, yeah, I got really to revisit it. It. I got to watch that show again, yeah, I, too, but it, I remember the music a, being good. There's two new seasons, I think. There's um, I heard about that. Uh, one's yeah. called, like, Alternative, one's called Progressive. Uh-huh. I haven't seen either one of those yet, but the the original series, like, I watched that shit all, all the time. yes, yeah, same yeah. here. It's good. So
0: you get into anime. So you watch anime, get into the music, you like the songs.
1: Yeah. Um... So, I would download that kind of stuff. And then, like, I got a little older and, like, a little older. Like, two. there's like a two year gap of me finding, you know, actual music. And then, um, Fuse, Fuse TV that popped up, mm-hmm. uh, in the early 2000s. And, uh, I started hearing, you know, different bands and shit. And kind of when American Idiot came out, Green Day, that kind of, like, popped off for me. So, 2004, another, you know, cir- circling back around.
2: That makes sense coming from, even though you didn't come directly from it, like, that album is a little bit the anime music vibe I can hear on it it's very theatrical and yeah, it's like a rock opera totally. or whatever that checks out that's, to me
1: that's it it really like co- connected because it was like uh, rebellious you know what i mean that but too, also yeah. like it, not that rebellious and looking back on it but um you know it really it hit me because it was like oh this this makes sense this is still the direction i'm i'm going towards and like mm-hmm. getting into different bands and different you know genres of stuff and uh it kind of just popped off from there so it was like green day kind of got me into everything and then it was like i found rancid and found like alkaline trio and afi and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so uh yeah that was kind of my gateway you know i got into, and I, I didn't grow up here i grew up like an hour and a half kind of south of here um in hornell new york and uh we didn't have a mall or anything so i'd have to like go to fuse go to mtv2 and you know watch shows that had different alternative bands on it and um mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of just dove in from there. I, I kept finding new bands and new uh, new stuff that sounded cool and sounded like up the alley of things I already liked. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was it.
2: Were you yeah. like you were? You, how did the internet fit into that? Because one thing we've talked about before is like hearing stories about people getting into underground music back in the day, and you know, fanzines and tape trading and all this sure. real kind of wild esoteric stuff. And for me, it was honestly the same way I've learned about other things since then. I just like after i won't get into the whole origin story but after a certain point like in terms of finding more obscure bands it was like well i love being on the computer at this age of my life and yeah. i'm gonna read about everything i can did you kind of do that too i feel like most people in our generation did some variation of that after a certain point
1: Dude, it was like so i we, we didn't have like fast internet for a I mean, while neither, yeah <laughs> either, right yeah, i that's yeah, yeah. the story everyone tells like yeah. oh we had dial up or whatever um so we didn't have fast internet for a long time, so the times that I would go and like try to get on MySpace or fucking download music, like whatever, you know, I'd have to like either go to a friend's house or, um, the public library and like, yeah. you know, look up all of these things. And I, using MySpace, like I, you know, found a bunch of bands that I thought were really cool. And like, I think I found, I found Like Wolves through that, you know, like oh, that's cool. that was an oh, early shit. one. Okay. Then, yeah. like, because like I think I Object was, uh, still a band in some okay.
2: form they were still a band yeah
1: so I found I found Like Wolves and I object through MySpace and um, yeah like then I started you know finding bands more bands up here and, and started finding other things that like there's a band called uh, Skull Stomp that I liked a lot oh and, shit um,
2: I re- yeah yeah I remember you, that okay, shit so
1: it was like pre that is
2: a classic MySpace core band yeah, you, yeah. it was
1: pre um Zero Progress remember that band yes I remember so that. it was pre that's Northern Progress. California right yes yes yeah, dude. And uh That's I,
2: the guy who runs the hard times. Yes, yeah, yeah. Matt. Oh Matt, really? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Fuck. Okay, yeah. yes. I remember him talking about that. And yeah.
2: I remember finding bad. all that shit from War Crimes MySpace page because that dude, was a big band I, I was really into. I
1: bought the like demo C D from fucking Skull Stomp in two thousand seven yeah. or eight or whatever, and they, know, like, they, era. they sent me a bunch of stickers and shit that were yeah. was uh-huh. super DIY awesome. You um, know,
3: MySpace really was like a it was dude, great uh, fucking uh, not working. Yeah, like yes. I found so
1: much cool shit on there. There's like a, like a, a weirdo ska grind band that I found that I liked a lot called um, Cannon Law, who are from like New York City. I
2: think I remember that too. Yeah, super
1: weird, but that, um,
2: that cluster of bands from Northern California, I got real deep into. Did you come across their mm-hmm. like? The like skinhead band They were friends with Steel Toe Disaster No I've never heard that That was before. cool They never like Put anything out Other than some songs On MySpace But they cool. were friends With Skull Stomp That's and a war great crime name and, Yeah there, there was a really good <laughs> There's a good, like, kind of, you know, confused type band that nobody remembers. That I have the 7 inch somewhere that I found on there called, um, what the fuck were they called? Uh, Rotten Fucks with an X, oh, which gosh. is also a very MySpace core That's band. That's cool. But, I th- yeah. I think,
1: uh, the other, one of the other bands from that, like, whole scene of people that I really like, and I, I, I might be wrong if they're from there, but, um, Tipper's Gore. Remember oh yeah, band? they played here. Yeah. Oh, Did they? Okay, yeah. they, they, they
2: might have played here more than once. They yeah. were from
1: like that area in California, yeah. right? I, th- okay. I think
2: that was more Southern California. Oh, yeah. was it? Okay. That, that was SoCal, but still. I think I have
1: one of their seven inches. I think, yeah, I, I think I do. might too. I, I know I found them through Skull Stomp and I was like, yeah. "Shit's fucking cool," you know? Yep. Uh, but yeah, MySpace, dude, like it just took off for me, and like I found so many cool bands through that, and definitely in the era of us growing up and being like kids who are interested in finding new cool stuff. Like I would just dive in and. Uh, I wouldn't, like, you know, I would just, I'd get really into something, and then I'd find something new that was cool, and I'd get really into that, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: It's, that's, I think, the, uh, especially maybe the older older heads might look down upon, like, the internet in that regard, but, like, when it can, comes to, like, tape trade, like, we're only doing... Using the tools that we have available to us. So, like, I'm sure back in the day, if we were in the 80s or, like, the 90s, we would be tape trading. We would be sending out postages. Absolutely. We would be doing, like, you know, dubbing tapes and all that other stuff. Like, to it's just, we that's the tools that we had. Like, by the 2000s, that kind of stuff was large
1: not gone completely but like more like obsolete yeah. Yeah, yeah people
0: were embracing newer technologies and all that
1: i mean like i like my first my first band uh well i guess my my like second band in high school but the first one that i really count is like doing what i wanted to do uh we were called artificial life we were like a like a like a Minor Threat and Operation Ivy, like tribute band. You know, we wanted to be like both of those bands. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So you know, but our for our demo was like nine songs, and we recorded it on a a Maxell uh like cassette deck, just like mm-hmm. live. You know, and um, I think I might have made like ten copies and just gave them to friends. You know, they were just yeah. like, on, on like I would dub one to one, yeah demo tapes. You know, so like that part of that like the DIY culture of like dubbing and trade tape trading like. Dude. That's always made sense to me. And I'm sure, sure, like you guys, feel the same way. Like, oh yeah,
2: yeah. I I also had a situation where it was like in high school. I had one band that doesn't count, and then the other <laughs> one was. Then that turned into brain car, which uh, ostensibly counts. But in either event, like. Both those bands had a demo that I think is just like I had CDRs. Yeah, I yeah. mailed them to people I met on MySpace. There was I can't remember the did, name of the fucking dude, band. But I did the same fucking. The, thing. I don't. It's all gone now, though. It's fucking all I had of I, of MP3s or whatever was on MySpace, and I don't think
1: you can access it anymore. No, like, it doesn't, those demos it, are gone. It doesn't work on like iPhones or anything. Yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. yeah. It sucks.
0: The, a true travesty. You know, Biden. You know, should really investigate into that disaster and how they let it happen. You know. There should be That's an for easy that. win in 2024
2: if he yeah. finds every That's oh, like gonna going to be like the him. new uh equivalent of like private press vinyl oh is like God, I have mp3s know. of this from band my from Space. MySpace. I mean, yeah. You can
1: buy all your you can buy your catalog It, it back was a from good.
2: Me. I'm curious what you'll get into your more recent ventures or current ventures later, but I know one thing you do and that uh I've done a little bit of is like booking shows. Yeah. yeah I yeah. feel like MySpace was like the perfect resource for that. And I wish it was still around for that reason. Or we had something that was as good because Instagram is not, nothing else works as well for that. I
1: completely agree. Like I, I started booking shows um, when I was like 16. I think I booked my first show and I was living in Hornell still. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, you know, you posted the flyer on your like, fucking wall or whatever or not wall, what what were they called? Like your the bulletin boards, right? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd post that there and it could just stay there forever and you could post it in like the the, the sidebar thing where it like, had like message
2: boards built into MySpace yeah too to And that shit was super bands. cool. Yeah.
1: Like I loved that. And um so yeah I used to like, you know, the first show I ever booked, uh I just spammed the shit out of every yep. single inbox and like which like that sounds like such an of-the-era thing, you know, well, yeah, messages, it, it, cold messages from I think fuck that's, whoever, but...
0: I mean, I don't want to say we got to bring that back, but, like, I think we're so expanded with, like, our social, with social media. Like, I think back then, social media used to really kind of mean, like, it was the people you were around for the most part.
2: That's part of like, it.
0: At least in regards to, like, friends' friends.
2: Also, from just a software interface point of view, like... The apps that are good for messaging, or at least okay for it, like Facebook, Instagram, whatever, don't have like a built-in feature to listen to music. And yeah. the messaging feature on Bandcamp isn't good, so there's no, not really anything where you can do all this even things at once. There was a
1: messaging feature on Bandcamp. I don't. Know, you I, don't,
2: can, I, don't I don't know if the, no. I think you it just email. It's, you yeah, email. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. If you yeah. mess somebody, it forwards it to your email, and fucking punk rockers don't check their emails, <laughs> so it's just not going to happen. Oh yeah, Very like true. that's
0: the the big thing about like, and we've talked about this before. The uh, kind of new the last like five six years for sure bands especially like punk and hardcore bands just like embracing zero social media with their band specifically and it's like yo nate's in this this is nate's new band it's like i don't know who the
2: fuck that is so I have like nate's fucking phone number yeah, like, exactly. phone no.
0: number how am i supposed to hit him up to fucking play a show if i wanted to break right. his band Oh, I have to be in the know and know I this have to be cool,
1: cool enough. Person. Yeah. That like, shit drives me insane, dude. It's like, so lame. I, I understand like, you know, we, we all get it, the mysterious guy thing. Like, you know, it's it's funny to an extent, but when you're trying to like actively book bands or actively book shows, it's like just give me someone solid to hit up so I can get in touch. And if they don't respond, that's cool. At least they know they exist. Plus, At least yeah, they know they're a person that I can if, hit up.
2: If, if You got to be, to even pull off the mystique, mysterious guy thing, your band has to be really fucking good. Like, good, Like, good enough that I'm like, all right, I don't deserve to book this band anyway. <laughs> like, you know, that that's how good it, and like most of the bands do it, and I'm just like, yeah, this is a fine hardcore band. I like it, but like... You're not fucking Crazy Spirit, and also I could book Crazy Spirit. It was just like a little bit trickier. Like, who the fuck cares? I don't yeah, know.
0: Right. Yeah, oh I mean, I was listening to Crazy. I was listening to the bunch of Crazy Spirit the other. It's day. great. Love them. So, do you em.
1: guys remember when Hoax played at Bug Jar?
2: No. Any oh much. shit. No. I think
1: I do. No. Yeah. Okay.
2: So I think I might have missed the show for I, some reason. I remember that happening. I
1: think this. So they, I I believe their their passports got stolen, so they were supposed to play Canada, like Toronto, that oh, night. Wow. And they hot, It was like The show was I, So I Scott and myself Came up here From, from Hornet Because it was like Our senior year In high school And we came up here For the show And it was like Wolves Aficionado Who I don't know What that band sounds I know they have They had a A, a flautist In their band Whoa. So <laughs> okay. Which wow. did not Sell me on their band At all um But yeah It was like a weirdo show And Hoax Jumped out at the last minute They played first And uh, I think their set Was like You know 12 minutes long um, yeah, I missed that. I remember it happening though, and being like, "What? Why? Why? Yeah, why
2: is this? Yeah. When, when was this?
1: 2012, 11, 2011?
2: 2011. Oh, when Hoax was like at their peak of th- like people being excited about I, Hoax? I think the wow. seven, the
1: first seven inch had just come out. Yeah, that's all they had. They had that in the demo tape, and I didn't buy the demo tape. It's crazy I I how much buzz push.
2: they had off that one seven inch. Oh, I, like dude, immediately, it was fucking wild. Yeah, like, I, remember,
1: I remember the next time I I heard of that band, it was like anthony fantano yeah, reviewing yeah, them or something. Or yeah. Like, i think i saw a video of them playing in like the um the recycling factory right like that that chaos and Tejas show i think is what it was yeah. oh, okay. and it was like okay. jesus christ like this is that kind of band now like they're fucking wow. huge but uh i hit hoax up like in 2013 right probably like right in the tail end of them being like an active band yeah and like i i had to find an email that was like on their their tumblr that like they tumblr, didn't corset, u- yeah tumblr, exactly right of like course. they didn't use the Tumblr but they had it and it was like well, there was one flyer on it it was like a recent flyer and i hit him up and didn't get a response because yeah. you know they're a cool guy band which i get yeah. it they're fucking great but you know that's the kind of band that if they don't hit me if they're, they're not going to respond to me it's like well oh, like, you yeah you're right i guess i don't deserve that shit so yeah this is i have kind of an
2: interrelated question um was it like a big deal or sort of a crossing the rubicon moment when you stumbled across like punk bands that were from rochester or from new because oh. U- for me i spent years reading about old shit and getting boned up on that and then like i i think i just found the website rochesterpunk.net which had like D Strux and the teenage junkies and Dude. uv rays and blood wolf Absolutely. And I was like i got like a little
1: scared i was like oh i can actually go do this this happens here that was that was the biggest <laughs> fucking thing like yeah seeing so like when i found i object it was like oh this band's I think their MySpace page, MySpace page said like Buffalo and Rochester. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this band's from Rochester. That's fucking cool. That's so close, mm-hmm. you know. And then I found like I found like Wolves through that and did the same thing. And then I think it was like the Rochester Hardcore board. Remember when that I was a thing, to. like yeah. the message board? Um, I, I used to be I used to post on that, and I and someone had a, like a master like a master post of like every single. Remember old that too? Band, yeah. You know, so I, I found like destructs through that i found mm-hmm. stars will fall stand fast like t- take your Hadea, take your pick you know what i mean like every single band how we are how we, been around I, I, still the yeah. entire how we are discography yeah. like everything uh found it all through that and then like you know when i started coming up here for shows i started meeting people and like met people like chris pogue and he like sold me a bunch of his old seven inches and old records so like one of the first ones i got from him was like uh the bad business seven inch yeah which like I fucking love Bad Business. That shit is so good. I, I I think that band like could have been big. I never listened but, to them back then. I think I'd like it more now. Oh, dude, it's awesome. I probably it's would like super, it. Super, super. Cool.
2: Oh, was he in the band Hanging Tough? Do you know? Was that Poke? their like youth crew band?
1: Yeah, I think yeah it was. That, that was like one of the first. I think it was like the there was like two bands before like Heavy Hearted. Yeah, and one of the one of the first stuff.
2: shows I went to. They played and That's it was great. funny. Yeah, it's super um, funny. It was at the Montage, but I let's take a very quick break because my contact lens is fucked up and I'm okay. going to go fix it and we'll come right back alright I'm going to use the bathroom <laughs> yeah cool hey folks
1: Tyler Hammer here
0: and I'm here to talk to you about Shirley Road Records yes you've probably heard them before on our podcast but I'm here to tell you right now our listener they have two new releases available for purchase and I suggest that you listen to them the first one is New Jersey's Emetic. Uh, Past guest, Trevor Payson, this is his first ever band, and their demo was recently remastered and remixed for your listening pleasure, or maybe displeasure, if you're not a fan of brutal, you know, thuggish kind of hardcore, knuckle-dragging kind of shit that, you know, only comes from the minds of aspiring young people like someone from New Jersey. Really good stuff. Recommend you listen to it, as well as... Almost maybe the opposite of that. Van Chaser with their album, This Is Real Math Rock. Now you might be thinking, math rock. Do I have to do equations? Do I have to solve for X? What is 2 plus 2? Don't worry. I really don't think you're going to have to do that with this stuff because this is, you know, I think pretty well-crafted songwriting here. Uh, there's not a lot of crazy noodly stuff. This is solid instrumental drum and guitar math rock. You know, maybe Hella, if you're fans of Hella. Maybe not as uh, complex or as, uh, you know, mind-bending. Uh, they have a sense of humor to them, too, uh, that I, I do appreciate. And I think anyone that, like, maybe avoids math rock, maybe this kind of stuff, should definitely listen to Cloud Chasers' This Is Real Math Rock album. Now, you can get both of them at com. Use promo code K O P P O D. To get 10% off your order If you want to listen to it, Let's say oh, Tyler you're bullshitting me I think this stuff probably sucks You, you know don't, don't listen to me Go to ShirleyRoadRecords.Bandcamp.com And listen to it Stream all the digital releases That uh, CJ has put out over there At Shirley Road Records. And while you're at ShirleyRoadRecords.com Pick something up Put something from To Live A Records Horror, Gore, Pain, Death uh, No Time Records one of the many items that CJ has in his distro, put that in. Get those two releases. You know, send them your money. He deserves it. I think he's done a really good job. And these two releases, especially, are some of the best stuff that he's put out recently. And like I guess that you may not be a fan of stuff, but I think you'll enjoy it. Thanks for listening, folks. Take it easy.
2: Okay, sorry about that, folks. But we are back with Jared Johnson, and we're talking about uh, cr- crossing the boundary from being a you know. Teenager into punk rock and hardcore into someone who discovered that it's happening near your hometown or in a place where it's accessible yeah, and uh, how exciting that can your be. Your world is
0: getting smaller, right? I guess we'll say it's not so uh, crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was because um, this was my experience with that it was like and this created uh conflicts uh and and frustrations on my part when i was like again like 13 14 years old going to shows i had like an idea in my head of what like punk and hardcore was about Mm -hmm. and then i showed up and it was like what the fuck is this like was did you have a similar experience or was it like no this is what i've been looking for no yeah i can yes i had a very similar experience
1: like so (sighs) I was straight edge until I was, like, 22, like, as fucking everyone is. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, the, the story that everyone's like,
3: oh, I was straight yeah. edge. You know, whatever. Um, until I get, a, as soon as I turned 21, I yeah, was straight edge. Yeah, right. You know?
1: That's, I mean, like, I was, I moved up here and, and uh, broke edge very, very soon after moved that.
0: moved up but. here. You betrayed the axe, <sighs> you know.
1: They, I'm on a list, man. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the edge break list. Uh,
0: uh, did you, real quick, I saw some fucking as like something on instagram it's like x sisterhood x x sister x hood x and it, they were selling on the nazi store edge cards like and like others and it's like jesus fuck what is an edge Christ? card it's like, like my memory like an id oil, to oh, membership. Oh, yeah, i'm yeah, straight okay. edge and it's like it's like straight edge should be for the most part besides like band selling merch and stuff like that like you are monetizing something because they're selling for like eight bucks it's like don't cool. fuck you cool. fucking bitch dude don't mon- does everything have to be a fucking yeah, slice sis- of something
2: sisterhood of the traveling champion hoodie is all I was <laughs> <taking> <laughs> that whole time it's a new movie sorry I
0: had the, the little t- I saw that today and it's like uh, well, <laughs> I'm not
2: straight edge either
1: so but it's so it's you know it was only a part of my life until I like didn't like you know need it. I, th- I thought I needed it anymore, and like I still, it's still a big part of my life. You know what I mean? Cause it's like a, my entire like teenage years and childhood, and like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, yeah, I can still sit here and say like I listen to fucking Judge all the time. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. listen to fucking Uniform Choice, like all that, like great bands, you know. But yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I just didn't need it anymore. So it became one of those things. I was like, yeah, it's cool, but I am an adult, you know, and I think I feel yeah. like I can handle myself. Um. So, yeah no so sorry sorry no go ahead um i was under the impression that like every single fucking band for the like for the time i was like 13 when i found like a straight edge until you know i started coming to shows up here like i was under the impression that every single band was like straight edge you know what i mean like ah. every yeah like every single mem- and like when i when i found out that that wasn't a thing i was like crushed because i was like really? ah. <laughs> <laughs> like these people don't you know these these people aren't like the people that i that uh, how i am like you know yeah. whatever like I, obviously you get older and you're like oh that's fucking dumb like why would i think that but you know that was my misconception it was like everyone was like uh, fucking ian mckay you know right right yeah. like yeah. straight edge mean but like in a, in a way that like related to me you know uh-huh. it's like oh they're just like nasty but they're like a bulldog not like a violent fucking not mean, a violent drug addict yeah yeah, exactly. yeah I was gonna say, uh, I, was gonna exactly. say um, <laughs> I was gonna
0: say
2: oh like a pit bull.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like Pitbull, the singer. Yes,
0: like, like Pitbull.
2: <laughs> for, for me, it was like the opposite. Like, I'm talking about when I was real young, like before I started drinking and doing drugs. I think that started when I was like 16 or 17 probably. But like before that, my little LARP fantasy was like I was like – Kind of into hardcore, but really big on, like, 77 Punk. So okay. I thought everyone was going to be, like, the dead boys. And then oh, I okay. went to shows okay. and saw fucking straight-edge kids and shit. And, like, DR, everyone has a DRI shirt. And people like folk punk. And as, like, a bratty little kid who wanted whatever he wanted, I was, like, an asshole about it at first. So but
0: I grew out of that. You you go to a show. You have a real mug moment, as some would say. <laughs> um, What, what, what where does it go? How does it go from? What was the first show, like rochester show that you went to if you can recall uh
1: i can because i have the flyer from it okay. still um so the first time i came up here to see a show was uh well uh, let me backtrack my first show was um at water street and we myself and the four friends drove up here uh from hornell and we went and saw less than jake big d and the kids table and like bomb the music industry i think played so okay that was cool but our my first like show that I think about and the show that I have the flyer from was uh municipal waste uh the casualties ooh blood wolf and like wolves at oh, water wow. street and so loved did, the casualties when did that happen 2007 oh shit yeah. yeah okay it was like i think the art of partying had just come out and yeah. um mm. Whatever the casualties record that came out that year, I think was like a big one that myself and our my four friends from Hornally like yeah, were all the Municipal the, Waste was kids. like a
2: fucking sensation at that point, and like I feel like especially in Rochester, like everybody oh, yeah. I knew loved during those band. years loved yeah. Municipal Waste, and that was when they were really good. First yeah, two albums hold up. That shit's
0: for great. Sure, oh, great. a four-year, four or five-year period where like Municipal Waste was awesome. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I,
1: I, dude, I saw them when they played fucking Montage like two last month. Oh, with was. Obituary. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was great.
2: I'm sure it was still it was, great. Live, yeah. It was yeah. still
1: pretty fucking Never good. Seen. Like they, 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 they're fun, and uh, it was definitely like, yep, this is the same band that I I'm, saw 15 years ago. You know. Remember
2: around that same time they played in Buffalo with Annihilation Time, and that's a show I'm still bummed that I. I, missed, I would have but, loved to see that. Yeah. So what what was your impression at that show? It's a good like first like real punk show to go. So, to. So
1: yeah, my my impression of that was like. I was super excited and like I came up here and there were like a bunch of kids like in studded jackets and I was like this is this is awesome like this is these are the people that I want to be around you know and because we didn't have that where I grew up like you know the, the four kids the three kids I was with uh, those that was like the band that I was in you know and yeah. those were like we were like the, the, the four punk kids in that area. That's how it always you know, kind of is It's yeah, exactly. always just
0: like A little town somewhere and There's always like The five or six Maybe five, six people And like If they have a band That's all of them
1: Yeah that And that and that was it So we, we like drove up here And we were all excited And we saw kids that were wearing Like stud jackets And like spikes and shit And I was like This is awesome this is like where I want to be. You was it still
2: Artificial Life era? Was it that still your band? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes,
1: yeah, it was. So it was uh, Jake um, who plays played drums in that band. Also was in like Night Terror with my, with me a couple of years ago. And uh, to the two other uh-huh. kids in the band, um, ended up like getting into like Fish and Grateful Dead and stuff. And like mm-hmm. that's cool. They're still into like they still dig punk, but that just doesn't. That's not what they not play the thing, anymore. Yeah. Moved on the lot, kid. Yeah. 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 They <laughs> they moved. They moved. They moved way down. But they you know they're still good friends of mine and stuff. But. Uh, yeah, we we came up to that show, and we were just super excited to be there, and that was like, that's when I knew, I was like, this is what I want to be a part of, like, as much as I might not, like, listen to the casualties, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was like, cool, like, these are people that I see myself relating to, and like, I met I, I met some kid who played drums in this band here, that I definitely doesn't exist anymore, but they were called, like, the Utenhagens. Oh, dude. Remember I, that band? The
2: Utenhagens, I could go off on a quite a meaningless digression or meaningless to most of the podcast go off king cool. about the Hagens. Right, yeah dude they were from school of the arts peter Balanon okay. rosen from love Park. okay played bass and he works for like npr now and he later after high school he moved to boston and was friends with like new male nurses and like he fucking had a band i fuck me i can't remember what they were called they were good though he had a Beach good cops that was one yeah. of his bands. He had another one after that that was better that he did in Boston. So he stayed into punk. Um, the singers, her name was Sadie Ava. She went, switched from School of the Arts to Harley where I went briefly. But okay. she w- did like singer-songwriter stuff. Um, there's a kid that I can't remember. The kid that I met, his name Nate. early? Was it, it was either Nate or, Nate was in that band and he got kicked out for reasons that I, I guess I could talk about in a second. It is very, or wait, no which one of them kicked out it was, it was him or i think peter got kicked out but one of them i can't i would remember it if i thought about it a little bit more but the drummer was ian sloth who's in soma slumber now
1: oh okay okay so that's probably who you met S- i knew is, all of that them. is who i met his yeah. name his name was creepy yeah he i remember went, all he shit, went by dude. creepy when we when we when my, myself Ooh. like my friends met him and the kid that played bass in my band he was like two years younger than all of us so he was like the kid that we like he he moved up from like 6th to 7th grade where like in Hornell, that was like 7th through uh senior was like the high school um so he moved up from like 6th to 7th grade and like we knew he played drums and could, could like his dad was like a musician so we were like oh like you want to play bass you know and gave we like gave him my bass taught him how to play this Who, like Ian? No no okay. no this kid this kid Kyle that I was in a band with uh but like uh he Kyle We left that show after meeting that kid. He was like, that's like, that's like what I need. I want to be like that. Like, you know, and like, Mm. and like, just in a way of being him being young. And he was like 14, you know, he's like, I want to be like that. Like, I I want to pick like a punk name. And we were like, that's "That's, really funny. That's cool, man.
2: (laughs) A lot of the other (laughs) people, some of the other people we know from school of the arts, it ripped on that kid a lot. Ian, Peter got kicked out of that band because he was in a joke like gang called the titty rippers at school of the arts it was a joke (laughs) like noah noah was in it and jp and our friend sean head and then like there was an incident where one of our friends like
1: (laughs) was that was that 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 sean kid was in what preemptive strike yeah yeah. okay okay this is the
2: story's too funny to tell so peter was acting in a play because he was a theater major at this high school where you pick a major in the city uh, fascinating place but like <laughs> all of them were like watching him in the play and uh sean put his dick in that ian kid's ear like while they were in the Jesus crowd Christ. as a joke while ian was with his girlfriend and then that result is, yeah that is a wild thing that is <laughs> incredible is like
0: i'm assuming this the is primo just- jackass era <laughs>
2: I mean, this right. was, might have even been after that. We were in like tenth grade. I don't know. Oh, like, man. That That's was just accurate. the kind oh, of yeah, shit they did. Yeah. <laughs> the, and then like that led to I think Ian and some of his friends like telling School of the Arts like this is a real gang. And then they couldn't wear their T R <laughs> oh shirts God, anymore. Dude. And then they kicked P- they kicked Peter out of uh their band because they had beef or whatever and then I don't know like a bunch of them went to like the last Uda Hagen show with Peter and wrote T R on their chest and were like Peter, Peter, Peter. <laughs> yeah, stupid <laughs> nonsense. That's funny it's first kid you met. No so. disrespect to him. I don't got beef with yeah, this is no, fucking no. over a decade ago, but it was funny.
0: Hey Shrimps shit's funny, man.
2: <laughs> shit's hilarious. Shit's yeah. hilarious You
0: can't you know you listen to the story and not laugh. Titty
2: rippers. Titty rippers. I like that. That's good. So when did you start like playing shows in Rochester? Like, how did your music playing, uh, your yeah, tenure was, as someone who plays music develop? Was from there here? anything
0: like in Hornell, or do you like playing like just trying to play something? Yeah, do you have like a
2: shitty like bar or a VFW
1: hall or anything? Yes, yes, absolutely. So like growing up, like we didn't have you know th- there was there was one punk band before us in Hornell, uh, and they they were like I think they started in the mid '80s and you know Jeez. so like yeah right like there wasn't anything you know And they were called nuclear beach party and I, uh that's not, i think i remember
2: so yeah i ha- yeah. I have
1: like demo like because de- I, I became friends with the one of those guys um when i when he found out there was another punk band he was like oh that's really cool you know like and this guy was like fucking 40 years old and we were like 16 you know so like yeah. he wasn't coming to our shows but he was like friends with us on like myspace or whatever and um you know, we so we'd play we'd play uh basements uh, or like a birthday party or like we had the cl- we had this club in Hornell called Illusions that um I booked a show I booked that first show that I booked I booked there mm-hmm. I remember I've heard of that before too yeah it, not Illusions. great not great very like just a, a nightclub you know and it almost
2: uh, sounds like a strip club almost, I, I'm thinking almost, of the Mirage
1: excuse me it, but yeah v- like a very like there's like a, I think there was like a mirrored back wall too so like Yo, strip oh, yeah. club vibe yeah it was, yeah, yeah. It was nice um but yeah so we would like play like you know basements or. uh one of the last shows Artificial Life I think played was a uh, 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 <sighs> walk for what's the 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 um cancer walk for life relay for life relay for yeah, life yeah yeah we played a relay for life benefit at my high school outside like it, it just it didn't make it but like didn't make any sense but like my French teacher who organized the whole thing was like oh you're in a band like would you want to play and we were like yeah we want to play yeah. a show you know so. We played, like, 15 minutes, and then three, like, a, I think a Flipper cover, a Reagan Youth cover, and, like, Nervous Breakdown, <laughs> you know? So it was, like... Sweet. Yeah. Cool. like perfect, We, had a, we had a good time. Set. But, yeah, like, I, you know, I, I, we'd play wherever we could there, and uh, could never, like, we were pretty young. I think it was, like, by the time that band was over, we were, like, maybe 16 or 17. Um, but we could never, like, get on shows up here because, you know, we were young, and... Yeah, like, how would you... Even, it's, like,
0: one of those things where it's, like, well, even if we could... Even if we, by the good grace of like someone letting us, yeah, how would we even get there? Like, would like our parents let
1: us? This, that,
2: and the other. Can way? we fit our practice amps in this vehicle? Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Like, it just wouldn't have made any sense. And but it would have been fun. But like, it just seemed like it was too far, too far out of reach for us at the time, you know. And um, it, it, it I didn't I didn't play any. Sh- like, I was in like three bands in high school because like that's just how you know when you get a little older and you'd be like oh like. I don't listen to this as much anymore. I'm listening yeah. to like this. So, you know, the band would like switch directions, but it'd be like all the same dudes. Like that was just how it was because yep. there were only four
2: of us, you know, people still do that. In yeah. Right. Ways, I've noticed. Yeah. And,
1: I, and, and, and I think, I think it's cool. Like, I'm, all, I'm all about it, but it was just like at the time, like any of those bands couldn't have played up here because there would have been no way to get up here, you know? So I didn't play a show in Rochester until the 2011 or 12 when, uh, the first band that I was in up here, uh, Night Terror, played our first show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah.
2: Out of curiosity, what was the first band that doesn't count? I have to know. Uh,
1: <laughs> we were a um, kind of skate punk band, but also kind of like an emo band. Okay, but like not like an emo band. Like a uh, one of the songs, the kid, the kid who sang won to cover was like a Census Fail song.
2: You know what Actually, I mean? Okay. So like yeah.
1: warp tour emo, like early two thousands. Uh we were called A Split Moment. Very bad and terrible name. I <laughs> really I funny. I was I was thirteen, I was really young, and it was the first time I played bass in a band or like anything. And I was like these two kids were sixteen and seventeen and they knew I played mm. bass and they're like, Oh, we want to start a band. And I was like, Cool, I wanna be in a band, you yeah. know, like um and I have the the only copy of a demo tape recorded the same way like through a max out cassette deck I think it was like 18 songs yeah we wrote like 18 songs in the course of like a year and a half and that was it and they're all it? just fucking bad but a fun a fun memory to look back yeah. on you Did know you ever like,
0: play a show? i'm assuming you never played a show we played like 10 shows oh wow yeah okay. oh that's yeah. pretty good yeah it was i would say that kind of counts that counts yeah like, it leaking head barely like barely counts i was played... at the first
1: leaking head show well that
0: was the second was the second one the the, we, the, the pussy barrel one, one? yes yeah, so okay. that was the okay. second one technically we played our first show was in where was it tim <laughs> wasn't it olean olean yeah <laughs> with neck <'Cause laughs> negative troach was playing there
3: and yeah also hot and... on the solos and uh
1: waves crashing, waves crashing, waves crashing, crashing from from was, Wait,
0: was it was
1: it suburban blend that that skate park? Yes, Yeah, it was. Jamestown, Jamestown. James? No, no, no it wasn't. It wasn't, no? it wasn't
0: only in. It, it was an but like in, yeah. it w- I think it's probably pretty close to one another. Okay, like, it was. It
3: was a skate park. It was a skate park. It. Okay,
0: and yeah, that yeah, because Negative Trosch played, and we're like, yeah, we, we can have our other band leaking head play too. I mean, yeah, me and Tim, first time doing double duty, you know. <laughs> yeah, actually, that <laughs> probably was many. the first time. For, yeah, yeah, really, first of money, jeez. And, and so uh,
3: something else, and uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Interesting, a uh, great night, you know. Uh, one of the for the history Making books,
3: Neapolitan milk with uh, chocolate <laughs> yeah. and strawberry syrup in it. 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 Yes, yeah, so that was
0: a, a big theme. Um, like a bunch of people syrups. Got, yeah. Well, we we were at our. Who was this? It was no, like bread. it was. Uh, wasn't it? T-Bone's house? T-Bone's house, yeah. Or,
3: like, T-Bone's mom's house, I should say. And then, um... And we were, like, smoking hookah, too, while we were...
2: And we got... Those kids were some of the wildest and stupidest kids I've ever met. No disrespect intended, but...
0: (laughs) No, they were awesome. Yeah. We got a bunch of people put in money for, um... Uh, <laughs> oh,
3: you mean weed for, for weed? weed. <laughs> and
0: like, and like, it was a massive rot- rip. Like, off. Kind of ripped off, to- completely ripped off. I remember Connor had the to- the to- the weed tonic, and it's like it was some, like juice, and it's like you've got to. Oh, it was a tincture. This, <laughs> the tincture. That's a what weed tonic. it was. It's like I-, I remember being like, yeah, okay, I'll try. And it's like, oh, you gotta like, ha-, and you hold gotta it got hold it under was, your like, tongue. You have or to something. hold yeah. it in yeah. your mouth forever, and it's like that. A, a liquid? I got a hold in my mouth for like 10 minutes. It wasn't
3: like a liquid. It was like a... Dude, like it was a, a straight up... Was, no, I know like what a, a tincture is. Yeah, it's yeah. in a
2: dropper and it's, it's it's absorbed sublingually.
0: So, I was like... Like Xanax. I mean, I mean, this sucks. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a Waiting for you night. to say
2: that you smoked salvia. That's like what this story <laughs> I, is missing. You know what?
0: I have... I remember that one time smoking salvia and inhaling and just being like terrified of what was going to happen... And I think I didn't, like, inhale oh, hard enough. Oh, like, because nothing inhale happened? hard enough because it's like, yeah, nothing really happened. I think I felt weird for, Are you like, sure? um, a
2: couple it's minutes. Are you sure it either. wasn't yeah. K2? No, it was, I'm pretty sure no, it was No, the salvia. salvia thing, I tr- tried it too, and it was, the issue is, it's for it to give you the crazy fucked up trip, you have to take, like, a massive, like, bong-style yeah, rip hit. and hold uh, it and, like, zero it. And it's the nastiest tasting smoke I've ever encountered, so it's, but it's like, one hard of those. To do. Th-
0: and it's one of those things where you just heard and this is like what like 10 12 years ago you heard like, like horror, horror stories, stories yeah
2: oh i know like, people that happen to that's real so but.
0: it's one of those things where it's like do you want to do it? and it's like it sounds like it'd be fun or interesting at the very least but it's like uh so there is like a little bit of a that idea of like a hesitancy you know
2: this how i know this how i know that I mean. the world's going downhill it used to be if there was something that wasn't cigarettes that you could buy at a gas station and take like drugs or smoke that meant it was crazy and awesome like it was the equivalent of doing meth and crack at the same time now it's like oh it's delta 8 and cbd it's like it used to be yeah, like these are the like better that. more yeah, dangerous not like drugs
3: the, here's like the shit that'll give you a nap with your your grandma and grandpa yeah, yeah, I, I, bring
2: bring back gas stations having the craziest drugs instead of less crazy ones that's we got to return to tradition <laughs> yeah
1: i don't i don't want like like the 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 delta eight shit is like i just doesn't it doesn't make me feel good it's all what is chemicals the, what's and the shit. point like, yeah. just, i'm like ah, i'm good i'm okay <laughs>
0: what where were we talking about that was a wild weird
3: wild tangent. we're talking we're uh, talking about uh talking about being an olean and drinking milk with is, strawberry it is, and chocolate oh yeah, syrup oh and yeah, oh yeah.
0: Neapol- neapolitan milk baby
3: you
2: know prior to that we were talking about like if there were any weird venues in hornell you played that i would like to play now um uh, but we've
1: <laughs> so okay yeah. so for a long time uh When when Night Terror was a thing, I would try to book shows there again because I knew that there are like weirdo metal bands that existed in like Wayland or like Bath. I mean, like the Red Death was from Bath, you know. So like, I'm sure there's probably not now, but at the time, like ten years ago, I'm sure there was like Offshoot kids who still liked that shit. Um, I booked a show at this place called uh, the Hot Dog Palace in Hornell. It was a hot dog. It was like a almost like Dogtown, but like not like Dogtown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was a hot yeah. dog place, and they had like other food too. But they also had pool tables and arcade games. Okay, and that sounds cool. It was cool. Like game. I, I wish, it, I wish it existed still. But uh, I booked, I booked a show there with it was like, a, a Night Terror's like weekend kickoff show we did like one of the two weekends we did, and. Uh, it was fucking sick. Like we made like a hundred bucks after paying other the other two bands that played and shit. Like it was like kinda cool, you know? Yeah. Um, but I've always tried to like because of that because since, since since it's a weirdo area and like you know there's always gonna be at least a handful of kids, hopefully a handful of kids who yeah. are like into weirdo shit, who are gonna be interested in that kind of stuff. And um I've always tried to like with with one of the friends who I have who are one of, like my friend Kyle who was in my early bands. We've always talked about trying to like book shows there, you know. Again, like because there's Alfred, Alfred State, and Alfred University are super close by, and like you have like Corning and fucking Bath and all these yeah. play, all these smaller city or t- cities towns yeah. that are ne- near that are probably gonna have kids who want to come and hang out when there's you know nothing there to do most every single night of the week. Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: That's um, the the forgotten like people that pass because people pass over like western new york in general like on big tours for the most part it's kind of a bummer um but like those places yeah they get nothing i love playing places like that i haven't i I
2: haven't done it in new york state i've on the death camp tour we played a lot of weird small towns because i booked the tour and i did it stupidly but like i love playing those kind of places but is is hornell kind of not is it was that not really feasible after a certain point doing that
1: yeah 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 i think so cuz just because of the fact that like myself and like Jake our drummer who lived in Wayland but was in Hornell every weekend you know hanging out with us like when we all kind of graduated and moved away it was like half of the people who would be d- there to do it were just gone you know and the other kids who were still there weren't as driven to like go and see new bands or like yeah try to do that kind of stuff and keep the keep the tradition going you know like we had like a battle of the bands at our high school from the time i was in like seventh grade until the time i was a senior in high school and like every single band i was in except for like the very first year i was there every single band i was in played one of those you know yeah and like after i left after i graduated like they stopped doing that and that like i don't know why it was just like one year that was like it So, um, we should. I know you,
0: you, you mentioned to us, you talked about us doing something there, and that would be really cool.
1: Like, that, that kid, Kyle, like, we, he and I have talked a little bit about it. Like, he wants to, like, so he plays in, like, this band called, um, saint vith who are like kind of like a jam band but like mm-hmm. you know whatever like he he's always told me he's like if you ever if you, you want to play shows here again like i'll set it up and people will be there like they, you know it, it might be a weird mixed bill but i'm like i don't care i, like, yeah, like, do like, I want to go and hang I out and, like play to some lot kids yeah exactly dude like i want to go in like i want to like, play for Clegg
2: from eastbound and down <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah like i think that shit's super cool and um you like when he and I were talking about it, I was like, Well, there's this band Leaking Head who I think is really cool and like I want I would want to do stuff with them. He was like I sent him like the, the demo and he was like, Yeah, absolutely. If you guys want to do that, like we'll make it happen. Yeah, and let's I'm do like, it,
2: dude. It's a great okay. idea. <laughs> yeah, I think tough. we're we're pretty accessible, I think, relatively you... speaking, as far as punk and hardcore goes. One one more Hornell question before we maybe gotcha. move on to Night Terror red pill me on nuclear beach party a little bit because i'm intrigued you said they started in the 80s yes
1: so uh one of the dudes um so there are three guys in this band uh, one of them played in in the in the in in the nineties. Moved to moved to Texas, I think, or New York City. I know he he lived in both places, I, I think, but was in this band called Clowns for Progress. Okay. Okay. Na- sure. Is that nineties? Nineties. Uh, apparently they very nineties name. They yeah. were signed to a bigger label in the nineties. I don't know anything okay. else about it besides that's the name of the band and one of the dudes from that band was in uh, Nuclear Beach Party. Um, the, other the other two guys stayed in Hornell. Yeah. They I think they had like. 10 songs on a, on, a, on a cdr that i got you know but it was just like everything you can imagine from being like a band that gr- grew up in a small area where they're like hey we like the descendants but we also like uh you know ssd
2: yeah, yeah so it's yeah. like
1: it's and that's kind of like that's i feel like that's what the like, artificial life was for me it was like hey we like minor threat but we also like you know like the specials you know, Did they which,
2: have any uh, yeah, I'm I'm super intrigued because I, I know exactly what you mean. The like small town demo band punk band from like mid to late eighties, nineties, and it'll be like some hardcore influence, but also the primus energy is creeping yeah, in. Yeah. Like I'm intrigued by this. It, if if are I there demos find the, online, I wanna yeah, I want to hear it. If I, I can like find stuff the CD, like that. I'll
1: I'll, I'll I'll give it to you. Uh, thank like, you.
2: Yeah, I want to hear it. It's
1: I don't I think it was only on MySpace, maybe YouTube, but I know that I found them through MySpace. In the fact, they started in the 80s is, is not. It was super cool. They had, like, a bunch of, like, it, when I started talking to those guys and getting to know them a little bit more, like, um, Ray, their bassist who passed away last year, uh, he told me that they used to record every single practice. Oh, like, geez. they would, like, tape roll for every single practice and, like if they were just jamming and like heard something cool they'd be like oh we'll, we'll make that and we will we'll make it's that a, good into a song and i was like that's fucking smart like that's yeah. a super smart idea I, I think cool. they had the same thing happen with like all of their shows they would like make sure all of their shows were like recorded somehow which like, yeah that's awesome i yeah i'm all about that shit like if Ye- that's I, if I could ever find all of that, which I know I won't be able to, if unless I reach out to one of them, like I would love to have some of that shit. Cause it's, it's that's a super cool I mean, relic from that you era. you hear that
2: Radio Rahim. this is the next reissue. Yeah, dude, I mean, exactly. we got to do nuclear <laughs> beach party, triple LP, every recording. <laughs> triple LP. <laughs> yeah. Why if, not? Uh,
3: if I could make one more yeah. comment, yeah. Uh, it is, isn't it ironic that uh town named Bath, you know, probably doesn't have any running water. <laughs> uh, or, you know, people aren't able to take I such got, I got one too. Clowns town. for
2: progress. I guess that's better than clowns against progress. <laughs> also known as Congress. <laughs> Zing! Wow. Let's take a. I'm a political break. comedian. <laughs> Let's take a little break here. Hey, it's Jake Razor here. Uh, spring is sprung. My allergies are killing me. And I'm coming at you with some exciting news about killer new stuff from Syrup Head Recordings, our friend and sponsor. A bunch of dope stuff just came out from him. He's got merch, number one, and it looks fucking sick. There's t-shirts with one of the cooler logos I've seen recently. It's like a skull guy with a leather jacket. What's not to love? Uh, crew necks they're all bleachy kind of puss head style appropriate for a series Uh, sweatpants those are sick three brand new releases there's a split cassette from gore a uh, gore grind band from brazil real straightforward unpleasant gore grind Uh, and it's a split with prosthetic face from germany which is aggressively unpleasant harsh noise if you're into that you're going to love it it does exactly what you want it to do i promise uh, i like the prosthetic face side it's very over the top and that's sweet um the holy water shrivel up split is out now holy water of course featuring your our very own tyler hammer and gary u.s Bombs. Uh, shrivel up is from chicago it's a split straight up no frills no gimmicks no trend grind core if you're a fan of that you cannot go wrong with this cassette and uh, my favorite of the recent Syrup Head stuff is the Uncaring cassette from Disposal Unit. This thing's really cool. Definitely grab me. Definitely unique. It's a mix of industrial. It's got you know drum machines, synth, all that uh, pretty hate kind of stuff. But the guitars are like guitar parts are very sort of get some sludge metal influence. Very moody. Very very Midwest. Very Rust Belt. And you know I love that. So. Head on over to syruphead.storenv.com. He's got a ton of new distro stuff, too. Can't even get into it right now. syruphead.storenv.com or syrup underscore head underscore recordings on Instagram. Check him out. This new batch of stuff is top notch. Oh, the skull guy. That's from uh, Minor Thread. Damn, I'm a dumbass. But yeah, check out Syruphead. Good stuff. Okay, and we are back. So back again. uh with the what'd you say? Back again, I said. Back again. Back with uh back with a bang, if you will. Well, some might but, say. But I drank my bang already. But um we so with the Hornell stuff covered, etc. you know, good small town anecdotes. Night Terror was the first band. Of yours that I remember hearing about, and I think probably I first met you in yeah. some form having to do with that band. So what what was up with Night Terror? I would say
0: probably the same for me.
2: Too. Yeah, this is like
0: what 2020?
1: We started in twenty eleven, so we didn't yeah, really start playing sort of no, shows until like twenty twelve. I okay. think yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Night Terror was it was kind of just like um i moved up here for college you know i went to mcc for like a fucking year and didn't you know realize that wasn't what i wanted to do but went uh moved up here for college and uh i really i wanted to start a band because i you know I, I i enjoyed playing in bands in high school and everything and like wanted to play shows up here where you know we could you could actually make friends and, and meet people and play in bands and and not be playing to the same three kids you know yeah. and like our fucking illusions strip club esque fucking guy, night club yeah. Just the ran a random guy peeking his head in. Yeah, hey, know. what's up? You know, what's no like you know, so I, I moved up here and wanted to st- and wanted to start a band and uh basically four fifths of Night Terror were all from like the Hornell. Uh, like it was like Hornell steel area, like myself, um Jake who uh played drums, Jake McAvoy uh scott uh odell who is in has been in various bands with me and still is mm-hmm. you know he's an only shallow and we were in troubleshooter together and stuff uh matt cole this kid who also was um from canistio and went to high school with scott so like this these towns were all like five minutes away from each other you know so yeah. they're like small small towns um and myself and then uh ethan uh Ebeling, who you know, uh, was a, a, a friend, whatever. But forgot
2: he was in that band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. anyways. so <laughs> uh, accomplished uh, fingerboarder yes, Ethan Ebling <laughs> is one of the first things I knew him for.
1: That's that's all you really need to know. That's it.
2: <laughs> he, al- yeah. I will note, he also briefly sang in um, uh, death metal band called Neurolepsy. With,
1: oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Like
2: one, yeah, one of my two shows, maybe. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Featuring one of my former bandmates in death camp uh band name in this context right? max but, <laughs> um, max and uh fucking owen from love pork and then our friend max wheeler played bass and he was in that band and very, that's not briefly. a stage yeah. name nope. no his little brother is named axel and that's also not a stage I name i love
1: that that's great yeah <laughs> um yeah <laughs> yeah so night terror was uh fun and we um we met ethan and uh you know kind of I, I told him like hey I, I like bands like cursed and um basically every chris colahan band and yeah. can converge and like more metallic sounding uh early Deathwish era bands and um i want to start a band like this you know and and he was super into the idea and then i kind of brought the idea to like scott and uh jake and and matt and i said hey i want to like start writing songs and ethan was like oh yeah we can practice in my parents garage and that was fine and we started doing that and uh it was
2: honey honey Honeyoy falls
1: right falls, yep. yeah. yeah yeah so we'd we drive from uh from from mcc or rochester you know like twice a mm-hmm. week to honey falls for practice and um we would just practice in his parents garage and uh we wrote songs and and we thought they were good and we wanted to play shows and that was how i started meeting people like you know i kind of already knew a handful of people like like chris pogue and um Benny Krueger and stuff from like you know being a dork nerd, nerd little kid who was mm-hmm. just like excited to like meet people and like hey I like your band like you know and uh yeah I started meeting other people through doing night Terror. so like like you know met Tim Avery and met people who started booking shows at Bug Jar and um it kind of just helped us from there and uh yeah it was fun played a lot of shows with that band and recorded a EP that I fucking hate how it sounds and uh that's it, yeah.
0: Yeah, what uh, did that ever come out a physical release? Yeah,
1: we we had um, so there was this this thing this label from California called um, DIY Noise, which okay, oh that's um, I, Eddie Sordo, Eddie right? From Sordo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he put the tape out for us. Um, he did like fifty of them, but we did like thirty or forty by ourselves. Like before that came out, so there's okay. like. 80 or so Yeah, persons. like a less than 100 tapes floating around, but we like, you know, one to one dubbed every single copy of our our personal ones by ourselves like in either my bedroom or like Scott's mom's and mom and dad's basement in Canasteo before we left for like a weekend or something. So, um there's like not a ton of them, but I think I have one that a friend of mine gave me like last year. Oh, wow. So I didn't even have a copy for a long time. Yeah.
0: No, that's that's what happens when you've been in, you know, 900 Nine, bands,
2: bands. Yeah. <laughs> you just were like ah this bands that put out a demo I wish i had it still yeah i got shit i don't have either um i was gonna ask generally about like standout shows with night terror that stand out in your mind one thing i'm in particular curious about because i remember this from being in bands during the same time and having experiences like this where you feel out of place on a show like what's like the most like Okay, this isn't a show we usually play. How is it going to go over, kind of show that you played, uh, if any?
1: So there were there were a few for sure. Um, the first two shows we played were kind of weird. Like it was definitely that like oh, there's a hardcore show being booked, and we might we might fit on this bill. So, um, you guys, I'm sure remember uh, uh, thing called Never Fading Promotions, right? Sage Keeper. I remember yeah, him. Yeah. Oh yeah, then,
2: yeah, of course, of course. He's like a rapper or something yeah. now,
1: <laughs> or something. <laughs> he
2: had like a Beemers or a Mercedes. Or, yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So he booked um, the first two shows we played were the first one was with Ghost Ship,
2: right? Oh, the, yeah,
1: Ghost Ship. Yeah, <laughs> I went. We went and played with them in. Uh,
2: Death Camp played with them in Watertown. Oh, that was one of the that's shittiest tight. things I've ever done. Yeah, I remember dude, that band. It was, band.
1: A, it was a, a weird fucking show. Did you go,
2: did you go play there? No. Okay. No, no, no. We
1: played at this place called the YFC Center, um, which the, is. <laughs> wait, where? I like how you yep, phrase it. Yeah, here, here in Rochester. It's the Youth for Christ Center that's over on, um, like, you know, when you're driving to the Flying Squirrel, there's, like, the churches yeah. you can see? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, those churches. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, like, he booked uh, Ghost Ship. Um, this band called Uh, Debtor, I think, Hell and there was some other bigger. Yeah, I don't know. They're all like they're they, it, a, a church, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, um, super like, really funny band names to be playing sense. at a uh, like, like Witness, a Christian place. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no, no. I'm yeah. sorry, that's that's wrong. That's a Rocky ghost. Band. There's some other band that played that show that had like X's in their name that I was like cool they're all strange bands that's yeah. cool He's all such now, a throwback yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you hear the band ghost ship and you're like pirate metal let's go i i, I God, wish, I wish dude. dude i fucking the
2: case. Wish. Um, on a rate of one to ten zero <laughs> running wild covers occurred in this show. yeah that's uh, unless there, night terror played we yeah, one <laughs> well then we're uh, it's out of the question then
3: <laughs> Jake, I,
4: <laughs> I also like how you I, it, said like
3: that was one, yeah. no, sh- like, was, was, was one of the shit. that shittiest, shittiest things things ever happened. you ever did, done. Um, like, you were,
2: like, did made Atlas? The play that or show or you guys played. A- Atlas, I think, was the <laughs> okay. one it was. Wasn't okay. that like the one it was like
1: after Ghost Ship? Uh, <laughs> I think members of a Ghost Ship. You know Atlas? what? We played
2: there twice, so it was probably one and then the other.
1: Okay, because I know that two of the two of the dudes from Atlas were in like like Throat Culture and like other bands from Albany. They those dudes moved from like that area to like Albany. And ended up yeah, being in, in, in actual cool bands. But, um, yeah, that Ghost Ship shit was...
2: It was a, a venue where, like, good. the upstairs had, like, a play place and they sold pizza and then you could play in the basement and... It, it, we didn't like explore Watertown or anything either. It was like let's get in, let's get out, which means of course the show lasted you know five out. Goddamn, yeah, that was not fun, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what was of the Youth for Christ gig like? What was the vibe? It
1: was real weird, man. Like like right so way longer the, than the way it where to be. the where the show itself was was in like a it was in, I think it was like the worship room right like where there was like there was okay. like stairs multiple stairs leading up to like a stage. Okay. Right. And all the bands played on the stage.
2: The band you're in currently should play there. That would kind of work, but yeah, yeah, yeah I know, yeah.
1: dude. <laughs> the, the altar, we need the altar. Yeah, the, yeah. The, pul- the pulpit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was yeah. There was a, like, a stage. Yeah. And uh, there were like, um, like <sighs> icicle lights. You know what I mean? Like okay, like yeah. like yeah. the you know, lights that are hanging down, and uh, there might have been like some like lattice work as well. I don't know. It was yeah. it was ten years ago, but. Yeah this is something wish, where Like if Sun played there It'd be cool It would be fucking super cool Right like, be, It, it would nice be stained like glass if, glass if something like so. that Was happening A bigger show was happening It would make sense
2: But with, like With those bands It probably just felt like It was like a youth group At a church it, Dude
1: no It, yeah. it yeah, totally did There were like Maybe 25 people there You know All night And they are all pre-
2: the They are all preaching A lot yes. on stage I would assume <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
1: That's how I
4: definitely I
1: definitely axed up At that show Which might have been The Did you say the And, you say and they're I, all and in the like, band like, Well not in any <laughs> band But like As an adult You know what I mean Like I think I did that One time I was like yeah. I gotta like i am falling asleep With the X's axes on my face For my hands And shit Like this is just Too much for me Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. <laughs> Next time we play Out of town We should ax up yeah. 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 That would be really <laughs> funny Like but like The huge Sharpie ones the big, the big boys Yeah, yeah. We should uh, Yeah Yeah that would be for like purple pills, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: but not for leaking um, out. So like that a, that, that like show was weird.
1: And then something. our second show was at the same. Place. The, oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, also yeah. a, a Sage Keeper show, but um, was with that band Counterparts. I remember that too. Yeah. Remember that? Okay, so like that band it was like a Defeater Core ripoff band, right? Like they're yep. kind of like whatever that style of melodic hardcore is. Yeah. Um, I didn't give a fuck about that band then, and I I don't give a fuck about them now. But that was, like, at the time, I was like, oh, dude, like, I can watch one of their videos on the music Music choice on demand. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that thing that was on digital cable. Yeah. They were on there, and I was like, this is it, man. Like, this is going to be a big show for us. And then we played, like, our 15-minute our set, and it was like, yeah, well, let's go. Let's, what, uh, can <laughs> you
2: guys describe what Ghost Ship sounds like for our listeners, too?
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. Metalcore? What does it sound
2: like. like Straight edge
1: death core. Do you, core. Yeah, do you yeah. like do you like the straight edge? You will probably not like this.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean it pretty much just like
1: a yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah, player, yeah, yeah.
2: Right? yeah. You yeah, probably won't like If this. you like like Winds of Plague or right. something it's like but yeah, if you yeah, do
1: probably. like <laughs> Wings if you do play- like deathcore well, you is, will. is it is it winds or is it wings? Winds. Oh. Okay.
2: I only I only know that band cuz I saw like a Lil wings Zan interview where he had their t-shirt on. And I was like, oh, that's got to be a <laughs> Wings a band. of Plague. Um,
1: it's oh, Winds, yeah. I think. Symphonic black and uh,
0: deathcore.
1: That sounds Damn like blackened. nothing that I want to listen to. I mean, I'm it's a symphonic to learn.
0: Uh,
3: deathcore band. Well, now like yeah. one
0: of the members does like um what And no. they're but they're from like Riverside, California too or something. corn right he uh, does okay. whatever uh what's the, what, oh, I, the rap oh i'm thinking i'm i'm getting genre. mixed up.
2: i'm just uh oh, i was thinking trap of, like metal. trap metal. metal he oh, does okay. a lot of
0: trap metal
2: i'm unsurprised to learn that you lil know. zan has immaculate taste in rock music yeah Oh um,
0: cerebral a ballsy <laughs> did you were these early shows did you were you able to like make a lot of connections because i i uh i think i think that's uh maybe missing maybe you see it i don't know but um whenever we would try and play with like a touring band and not yeah. a town band we at the very least try and like if we thought the bands were cool like be befriend them have yeah if, you know also if they have just worked out and then we establish contacts your name gets out all oh, these guys are cool oh you know this that and the other we'll book a show here you you know showed us some love here we'll get us in new jersey ohio pennsylvania wherever where were you hawaii. doing that yeah hawaii <laughs> um, Fly us in. Were you doing that in, uh, like, was that, like, kind of something you did
1: with these, some of these shows? So, the first, the first two shows, not really, because I think, at least from from my standpoint, I was so, like, naive on how things like that were, you know what I mean? Like, it was still, like, a, oh, these are the headlining bands, like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't go up and try to, like, you know, be friends with them, because they're just going to be assholes, or something like that, you know? But, I think it was, like, our third, our third show, um... Was our like our first show in Buffalo, and we played with that band Eddie Brock, the Power Balance band. Oh yeah, oh, nice. yeah. Um, and that was the first time that like it was at the it was at the funeral home when it was still around. So it was like, uh, Eddie Brock, Passengers, who are also from Maryland, who are kind of cool. Um, I think this band called Circus Grenade played. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I know remember that band, that band at yeah. all? Yeah, that's like a Buffalo band. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Buffalo's I think Buffalo I think that bands. dude Doug White, is in that band the guy who oh, yeah. recorded all like every Watchmen single? Guy? Yeah. Yeah um i think he was in that band and then we played but that was the first time that we like kind of like Made connections with people mm-hmm. because everyone was so nice and like happy to be playing a show. Like yeah. especially the, like Eddie Brock and Passengers were just ex- excited to be playing in Buffalo, like where they hadn't played before. So that was the first time we kind of did that. And then like the next show we played was with uh Full of Hell and oh, Co- wow, and yeah. Cold Orange Kids. Uh, like right when that split came out.
0: Yeah, so um, this was early. This was before the their first
1: LP. Or uh, rec- or I think first... I think I think oh you know maybe the LP had like come out pretty recently because yeah. because the second record wasn't out yet mm-hmm. but would have come out like a year later a year so. later yeah um and that was the, the time we kind of like so like at, that was the next like occasion where i was like oh cool we're making like connections and getting to know people and like you know now anytime that like full of hell comes around it's like yo what's up man how are yeah. you you know like that's and which is cool so
0: which they gotta fucking come around here, because I haven't seen them in like six years. I haven't seen
1: them in a long time. The, so, the last I've never time. seen them before. Really? No. Did they? They're... I think they. I I personally think they get better every time I see that band play.
0: Well, now I like. Well, the like the first time I saw them, the first like two times I saw them, it's like, I, li- I kind of liked them. There was a while I didn't like them. I even talked. Don't get it twisted. Like uh, I've talked to Dylan about it being like, yeah, there was a time like I hated your band or something like that. (laughs) Like I thought your band sucked. And it's but it's like, you know, every year it's I've like grown that's band has grown on me and I like them like more and more and more. Yeah. But like every year they get bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's like every time I want to go see them, now I have to like drive yeah and it's like well
1: uh, dylan hit me up like a few months ago oh really and like we like we'll, we'll talk w- once in a while like very few and far between but he hit me up a few months ago and was like hey would you ever want to bring full of hell back to rochester and i was like yes yeah. absolutely and then didn't get a response and i was just like all right well that's cool <laughs> like like he hit me up and i was like yeah man like yes he's let's he's do a it little, a little uh it doesn't
0: really i don't think fucks with social media too much I so mean, i would just be like smart <laughs> Yo, what up, dude yeah it, it is yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think a lot of i feel like a lot of kids or younger bands don't do what we what we're we're just talking about right now which is like for me it's always like playing with a touring band was sick not because i was like playing with a bigger band but because like yeah it was like i'm meeting new people from like a different place i'm seeing a band i can't see i'm establishing contacts i feel like a lot of bands kind of don't have that like the the connections really aren't there yeah yeah. Uh,
2: especially i mean obviously covid fucked all that up with touring and everything and like yeah it's it's interesting and again that ties in even with like what i said earlier about myspace and what a good networking tool that was like i don't don't know honestly the stuff you're talking about i don't know how it works now i mean i i've booked shows a couple times recently jared you book a lot of shows we can talk about that a little bit later like there isn't like a protocol for it i feel like whereas back in the day like even during the era you're talking about it was kind of standard like oh yeah you're gonna get in touch with this band you're gonna book them you're then like you can go play in their city and like it all kind of typically went the same way usually and they're gonna stay at your house and all this kind of shit yeah and it feels like there's less of a standard procedure for that now but i could be wrong i don't really know you know i i I didn't play music for a long time i just started again a couple years ago getting the lay of the land i don't
1: really know like i feel like for me like I feel the same way. Like I've always been like, if I'm, if I, if I'm like playing with a band, that's not from here. Like, especially like being a little older now, like you want to make the connections because you want to know that like that band is going to have a good time here. And like, they have people to come back to and hang out with if they come back. Like, and that's like, I feel like that's a big thing is like, you know, the familiar faces, like I want to be able to come back to like a show and like, we played Columbus last weekend and it was awesome. Like we had a great time. The show was cool and like th- it was like with the in love guys like it was their other band rejoice they were like stoked to have us because yeah. you know they, we, we had them here and like that's always been a big part of it for me is making connections and making friends like i you know i've wanted to since i've been a kid like i moved up here with like stars in my eyes of being like oh i want to like meet all these people and like you know i want to make all these new friends totally, because yeah. i didn't have these friends in high school and like i didn't have these friends where i grew up so it was like it's always been a social aspect for me because mm-hmm. you know I, i've I like to think that I'm a relatively nice person and like, yeah, you know, man. I want to like meet other nice people. One thing that always, you know, I
2: always pissed me off is when people who play any kind of music like to take an attitude of like, I'm only doing this for myself. You know, I don't care what other people think. Like it, cause the thing is like any kind of music or performance, like it is a form of communication. You're communicating something or you should be like, yeah. if you're not, if that's not your goal and you just want to play guitar or whatever, like then why are you releasing it into the world? Like you, you were, you're, ostensibly on some level whether you admit it or not doing that to make some kind of connection so why not like capitalize on that as much as possible of course um another I, go ahead i was gonna
0: say when you guys play if you guys keep do- going as a band and you play columbus again like it's gonna be probably even sicker because you had people that like you probably be a, you'll have like a recording out people will be able yeah. to know you uh because as as of right now only your current band only shallow is there's an EP coming out? Yeah, coming uh, out. uh You know, within a we'll say who knows. Uh, you know, who knows <laughs> with any any physical release. I'd say this. I don't know about this, but like who knows? Yeah, it'll it's be always, it'll, it'll like, be out <laughs> way longer than it ever thinks it takes. Um, but yeah, when you guys play there again, like it'll be fucking probably even sicker. Like we yeah, had a right. good time then.
1: Oh man, next time's gonna be sicker. And Th- I think that's and that's exactly it, man. Like we like, you know, we since I've been a kid, like I've always wanted to do that. Like, I've, I've like when i was younger i wanted to like tour you know what i mean that was like i'm sure everyone wanted that you know yeah they're all like we're all relatively the same age like we all probably were like dude we gotta be in a band we gotta tour and we gotta like Mm -hmm. play these shows and make friends and like getting the opportunity to do that is awesome but like you know now at you know at almost 30 like i know i'm probably not gonna be able to do that as much and like getting the chance to do that once in a while is still very very sick and yeah 13-year-old me who, you know, was like stoked about the lore of like Operation Ivy touring across the country in like a fucking car, you know, with a, mm-hmm. with, a with a box that held their gear on top. Like <laughs> I thought that was super cool and like I wanted to do that, you know. And getting older and having the chance to like kind of do that once in a while I was always like cool. This is what it's about yeah. for me. Like I love this shit. So if if I may
2: compare and contrast for a second it's I mean it's interesting cuz you were involved with more like I guess what we would refer to as like the capital H hardcore scene a little bit or that side of it um
0: a a, a different uh uh taste of it I yeah, guess a different whereas, kind of flavor like, as opposed to like yeah I don't think you were like like yeah, I love irate. That's not yeah, what I'm no, saying. No. That's not that's not
2: quite what I'm saying. But like, I think the Deathwish records, uh, t- my, like Touchstone might make sense to people. As someone who was in like Rochester punk bands during the same era, like one big question on our minds meeting like a touring band we had booked was always like. Are they going to be cool, or are they going to be like nerds, like most of the bands are? And like it was like they every time, smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, do, do, are they going to want to listen to the the fucking uh, Hazel Ad Kids record? Like, are they going to get it? Like, and then, but then the flip side of the, and like seven times out of ten, we'd be like, yeah, those guys were all right. Like, whatever. But I will say, like. It was always, like, and it still is exciting to me. We had this experience with Illiterates. I mean, most of the people we've met through League Head are very cool. But, like, meeting people from out of town and, like, seeing, like, Oh, they're like kind of exactly like us back home is always like a yeah. sick feeling. That's
1: a cool oh, fucking feeling. So one dude. of the
2: pinnacles of this was fucking, I think it was Male Nurses. It was one of the bands those guys had, or maybe it was another one. They had a song on one of their demos called like Rochester Boys, where they were singing about people from Rochester because they sick. liked it that. here so much. They like say something about going to Richie's house. It's incredible. Like, that, <laughs> really? I'm still proud of that. That's yeah. Super wow. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, people. Fucking, you know, get, we give, if you're in a band or whatever, playing with touring bands or you're on tour, give people a chance. Be open minded, and because uh, we all have probably more in common than we realize. So yeah. true. it's good to, good to why, seek uh, that out. That's
0: why punk is so punk and hardcore is so cool because, you know, there's the the community aspect to it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, like, for me, like, you know, growing up where I grew up, I didn't have a mall, I didn't have things. I had like, I had to kind of, like, take the best of the best and things that I found from, like, watching TV and, like, watching, like, MTV and Fuse. Yeah. And I had to, like, dive into that, you know, and, like, I didn't have, like, like not having a, a scene of people, you know, it was, like, if I liked a band, like, uh, The Unseen or, like, The Virus or, like, Action, like any of the punk core records bands, like, I went through a phase where I listened to the, nothing but that shit, like Cheap Sex, loved that shit, you know? Yeah. But like, you know, I'd find bands like that and think they were really fucking cool. But then I could hear a band like, uh, I don't know, like the, uh, what? the Blue Meanies. They're like a ska band. They're like an Asian man records band. So like completely fucking polar opposite band. But yeah. it still made sense to me because it was like, this is still a punk band. And this is yeah. still like uh, there's still, still like a unifying idea under, yeah, underneath it all. You talk about
2: that a lot on this podcast, like uh, kind of uh, the barriers between sub genres and little sub scenes and how. A lot of times they're just aesthetic and i think everyone's at the very least everyone's music would be better if they kind of got over it was, yeah. we, were, we were thinking about this because integrity played here and tyler and i were listening to in contrast of sin the first ep okay. we're like i don't know what to compare this to musically other than like axe grinder it just sounds like a crust record dude like yeah
1: i so another big thing for me growing up and i i know we kind of diverted a little bit it's but okay. it's okay um, joe
2: rogan style yeah, like I said. Yeah,
1: exactly joe on joe yeah. uh
2: a big thing for me, is Jamie. How- pull up in contrast for Sid. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I used to like get alternative press, so oh, like uh-huh. you yeah. know, like that was a big magazine for me because uh, you know, there was that's like the first time I ever saw the name Achilles was in alternative press. There was an issue where they had like Davey Havoc and Jade Puget, um, of AFI but promoting mm-hmm. uh, Black Audio, which is like their um their like dance music side Dad. project, they're like synth pop side project. Do you
2: like that shit by the way?
1: I like some of it.
2: Same here. I yeah. like
1: like the first record and then like one of the more recent ones yeah. and that's like it. Like everything else is kind of like eh. Right. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but Achilles was in like that one of an issue that had them on the cover, so I bought the, the the magazine for them and then like saw this band that was like from Rochester and was like, "Oh, they're they're compared to like Snapcase and like Cave In and Botch and like, yeah. these, these bands that I also just found recently."
0: oh yeah. and like right think, here? Oh, well
1: yeah like those bands from fucking rochester like i can go see them which no because yeah they're they don't they don't play shows you know like i saw achilles for the first time two years ago yeah <laughs> so that's um, how it,
0: i think it felt when uh we i've got the when i heard about like spoonful of vicodin yeah and then i got the uh this comp kills fascist volume one. I,
1: I have that literally sitting in the car right now. Oh really? Yeah oh, I yeah. have the nice. CD sitting in the car. Yeah. <laughs> First time I saw week uh, saw weekend notches yeah. I was on there too.
0: Like you yeah, it's like oh this band from Rochester's on this thing from Relapse Records. Yeah did this like big label. Oh let me check out all these bands I think now in- I'm like
1: Insect
3: Warfare is on there too, yep. maybe yep. Yep. Those weekend nachos songs are like their best. They're, songs,
1: I, some of the I best songs for sure. Prioritizes on that one. Yeah, yeah. That's a fucking <laughs> like hit. We,
3: dude. we will kill you if you come near. Th-
1: those were the those were the songs that were on a. Um, they had like that weird lathe, lathe nacho. nacho. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm really happy you guys know that too. That, that, oh yeah, I'm not yeah, surprised, oh yeah. but I'm really happy about that. Now I remember blowing the record
2: archive and like ordering it.
1: I bought that from FYE and Henrietta oh, and Marketplace Yeah, that's wild.
2: I remember that comp and yeah. hearing about it because of Spoonful. I didn't. Brutal Truth. Brutal uh, Truth's on it.
1: Total uh, total yeah. Destruction. Destruction. I think the CD itself had like. Chainsaw uh, to the face. Are they yeah, on that too? Yeah. yeah, okay. Which this, is
0: funny. Uh, shout out to Ben and um, John. John, yeah. Um, who uh, we are friends with now.
1: Um, is is Grand down there too? They yep. are, yeah. They are, okay. okay. Heavy, yeah.
0: bomb, heavy,
3: heavy bombing. Heavy bombing, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think... Oh, uh, not, I'm going to listen to it when I'm, I, when I'm leaving today. <laughs> ben
0: does not like Total Fucking Destruction, and it's funny that they us? are on the same seven-inch,
1: because that came out as like a seven-inch. Like, <laughs> like a, like a series. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So they're on that. the same. The, the CD version I think was hilarious because it had like the I think the C D itself had like the Walmart logo, like yeah. had, like the font or something, but then it had like uh like a a George Bush like head in the middle with like dicks and a swastika dicks coming out of it. And I was yeah. like, What the fuck is this? Like I bought that and went home and was like Okay. Yeah, alright, I'm in for it. So <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, like I think that like getting into like you know having not having malls and stuff, I had to get into as much as I could. Yeah, you know, and I think that carried over into everything that I I um, eventually got into. And I think you know getting older and playing in like Night Terror, it kind of all culminated for me then being like, hey, I listened to Cursed and Disembodied and like uh you know Full of Hell and Dangers and whatever else was coming out then that I really really liked. I want to be in a band like that, and I think everyone else was kind of on the same ta- on the same page. And then, you know. I, I, as your tastes change and you get into different stuff, you kind of find different bands that you kind of want to like try to emulate or yeah. or or sound similar to. So, after Night Terror, like you know, I was I I had already found bands like Cult, Cult Ritual and like like Raw Nerve and stuff. Yeah, like that, those are the bands that were starting to like so make more sense to me. What
2: what because ti- I'm I'm tracking the timeline in my head. So sorry. We're, <laughs> we're, no no, it's all good, it's all good. Um, as I was doing it in my head, so there's no reason for anyone else to know. Um, so that was like. We're talking like 2011, 2012 there with Night Terror, right? Yeah. so yeah. we off. Yeah. So
1: we started um we started in twenty eleven, in fall of twenty eleven, and uh played our we played our last show in September of twenty thirteen with Full of Hell, actually at Bugjar. Um which was a weird show. Was that with VOC too? VOC didn't play that one. Okay. But we so we that wasn't supposed to be our last show and we ended up just like everyone being super over it. And, like, not wanting to do it anymore. And then we started, like, three, a few of us started a different band uh, called Black Houses. And then, like, when we, we, were, we were writing In
2: 2013?
1: That was, like, 2014. I, w-
2: I wanted to focus on the era, like, 20... Just broadly speaking, we could start with... And I don't mean to interrupt you, but, like, 2013... Or late 2013 or 2014 through, like, 2018. Okay. I Like, the music scene... In Rochester, as far as music I cared about, felt kind of dead, and I was not I very involved with it. Completely agree. So I'm curious, what was up with Black Houses, and like, what were you up to during that same period of time? So you can start with the Black Houses. So stuff yeah, sure.
1: um, with Black Houses, we 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 so we, were, we were doing that, and we ended up wanting to play like a final, like an actual final Night Terror show. Yeah. Um, and that was the end of 2014, and V O C played that. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah.
3: I was I was gonna. Say, I feel like I remember. Yeah.
1: So that was that was V O C. Um. Curl and Drag, Hideout. Uh, I think Sulk played. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Sulk played, that. and then Night Terror played. So that was like our last. That did was I like, like our actual last show. Did we go to the? I
0: mean, I know. I I'm pretty
3: sure. I,
1: I, I feel would. like
2: I would that, because yeah. I would have wanted to see VOC.
1: I love for that sure. Band. I yeah.
0: I
2: think so. I went to that too to see Sulk. Probably. I think I remember that. Did
0: uh, Did what's his face punch someone? Was that the show he punched someone? He did
2: that a lot. But yes, I, mean, I know yeah. what you're
0: talking. That was like every
1: Sulk. Yeah. I yes, know what you're talking about and yes. Yes, that happened, and yes, I know that happened because I I got a, a nasty text about it the next day from oh. somebody that I will not bring up. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh <I'll cheat>. geez. <laughs>
1: that I will that I will say off air. <laughs> so, yes, that happened. Uh the Sulk the Sulk S- set S- was S- awesome. S- I loved that yeah. band and I've loved every band those dudes have been in. So
0: Yes, <laughs> okay. I, have awesome. I am remi- I am Yes, I do one. remember that show. Okay, so yeah. So you form Black so Night Terror's ends, you know, kinda of done. You form Black Houses like like many bands do. Some of the members still want to do something. So yeah, keep doing that. that that's well, like
1: you, Ethan, Jake. Right? Jake played drums, and then uh, Chuck uh, Shapley, yeah, um, played guitar.
2: And what was kind of the musical thesis statement for Black Houses? You said you want to do something different. What were you trying so to do? So we
1: we started we started the band kind of like wanting to do something like uh like more so like his hero is gone. And like tragedy kind of ended like thou, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it started off a, a, a little crusty and like a little more like of a hardcore band. And we had like two songs written like that. And we just weren't happy with them. And I think originally it was supposed to be me, Chuck, Jake, Ethan, and then Joey Clark from Drew's and Joey like we had Joe come in play bass like for like one one like practice Mm -hmm. and he was just like I don't really know if I want to do this like I'm like Drew's was just starting then so they were like he was like focusing on that um so I ended up playing bass in black houses and it kind of like it went from being like a band that wanted we wanted to be like a crusty band or like more more like the secret and like uh and and his hero's gone and then it ended up sounding like like Thou and like the Sisters of Mercy were, were the bands that we like said were our, like our 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 influences. So like a a doom band or like a heavier band, but like also still so like a like a like a post punk band. Yeah, which which I will I say guess was a thing. His hair,
0: <laughs> I will I will say his Who Is was gone. As a lot of like doomy stuff, so it's not that crazy of yeah, a difference. I,
2: yeah, I don't know if I ever heard that band. I want to hear. Do you guys have a demo or anything? We do. I'm, I I could imagine doom like goth doom actually working pretty well. We,
1: we I was really stoked on those songs. Like I yeah, loved it's doing a cool idea. We uh, we had a demo tape. It was actually like I. During doing the Sawyer stuff, it was like right around the time that was starting too. So we, I put the demo tape out, and like I think we made fifty copies, and I gave like forty of those copies away to friends just so like <laughs> they'd get out of my yeah. house, you know. Um, but Black Houses was a lot of fun. We played like probably ten shows as well, and mm-hmm. uh, we I think we had about twenty minutes of music, and we had one we had one more song that um, we played live one time at uh, North Street with um Obsessor and oh, yes. uh Connoisseur, show. I think. Yeah,
0: That was a fun show.
1: Uh I
0: remember you guys playing with um Seven Sisters Asleep and That was our
1: first show, yeah. Uh Ilsa. Uh, Ilsa. Yeah. What what year would that have been? That would have been twenty fourteen. Okay. That was that was like yeah. May twenty fourteen. Those bands were on like the A three eight nine label, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It was yeah. I think it was like an A three eight nine tour that just like happened to be and able I to remember- be routed through Rochester.
0: Yeah. Two things. I remember it being going super late yeah, okay. because there was some sort of um, that shit sucked. like a stand-up comedy. No, thing No, no, there was like a, not not. I was gonna say drag show. Um, bu- not boudoir. Oh, wasn't uh, it was burlesque. like somebody's like burlesque, burlesque. show. Yes, yeah, it was yes, yeah, shit like that. And there was like way too many bands. Um, that band Tiger Flowers played. They I think played too. Uh, Envoyer. I think that was a yeah. band that played. And I remember just like the singer. Of Seven Sisters Sleep, it was like 140, just slamming a chair and be like, It's one, it's two in the fucking morning. Like, and then I remember that was very funny. Ilsa was super sick. Yeah, the band, um, that, and that, then,
1: that, though both those bands were fucking cool with that show.
0: And I remember not too long ago finding out that one of the members of Seven Sisters of Sleep uh, was involved with like owning and possessing CP. It's like ooh, Jesus! Oh, well, let's get rid of this seven-inch.
3: Cool, let's <laughs> <That's good. laughs> throw that like a frisbee out the uh, window. Cool. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> yeah that was a uh, good for good first show. Yeah, uh, good yeah. first show to play first on. Yeah, we yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> you no, played like three. probably played like eight. It was great. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, so nice, but yeah, Black Houses was a lot of fun. We um, we had one song that was like our like the last song we wrote was like fourteen minutes long. Oh wow! So like. It was like it went from being like a doom song to like having a black metal part, which was like something we were trying to like do. But yeah. um, and then Chuck, Chuck moved. Uh, we kicked Ethan out of the band uh, in 2015 and he, he moved to like Texas or something.
0: Yeah, he moved to Austin. Yeah. Uh,
1: so we, we kicked him out after finding out. I mean, we kind of always knew he was a scumbag, but I guess it was harder to convince people than... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then others, things, you know, things included, were a little bit different uh, back
0: in the uh, mid 2010s, you know, yeah. as they yeah. were. It, yeah. It's, it's been such a short amount of time, you know, it between, really has. like how the world yeah. is kind of doing is and like how we would maybe react to stuff nowadays. For I guess I don't know. Sh- for those that maybe don't know, Ethan uh, will say this in his current repertoire, uh, a sketchy character, to say yes. the fucking least. Yes. Um, I don't want his his what he's done in his music uh world and maybe even outside of that to taint rochester or taint anything that jared did um Thank you. because <laughs> someone uh the someone on instagram posted about some uh we'll say uh, s- a specific fest he was he is apparently involved with and someone was like Someone in a comment was like, it's always from, always got to be someone from Rochester, isn't it? And to yeah, which every, I replied, what the fuck does, I don't think I said, what the fuck is it? What does that mean exactly?
2: I mean, everyone in Rochester is a former tech deck champion who is racist and makes power electronics.
3: <laughs> that's every single I mean, person. Yeah. Listen,
2: I'm from Rochester. I'm going to be the first one to tell you, I stay putting out tapes called <laughs> Slavic war machine. I'm always doing that. Uh, that's, I mean, that was a, re- I do that every day. <laughs> That was going to be our the the leaking head demo and then like, war machine. Were like,
0: oh, we can't. We don't oh, want to be called copycats. Beat us to it, and man. like
2: for context, I just love this. Every time this kid comes up, I think about the album title "Slavic War Machine." I think about what this kid looks like. I mean, he's got like he's like ninety pounds. Like like the Maybe. Gl- like the glasses that are typically paired with like an Izod fleece jacket. Oh, and uh, I remember him having acne. Maybe that went away, but I'm sure that went away. I don't I don't want to judge a man for. I mean, life. I would say yeah, as a Slavic war machine, he should probably get a flight and go help out <laughs> Yeah, how about his
3: Jesus. brothers over there in
2: the Ukraine Yeah, he can go help out the Azov Battalion I bet they're gonna love his music and they're gonna oh, think, big fucking and bad. once they see the fingerboarding videos, Sold. oh man he's, he's 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 gonna be He's never be, that country. He's gonna be a corporal <laughs> there. I, he's. He, it's true, he's never gonna leave the country <laughs> yeah, That's I know, a fact. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he is not getting out. Uh, that would. That's a fact um, So b-
0: Black House is pretty much, I think, of if, if the I would say ends Or do you try And
1: continue it But just like no luck We tried We uh, we definitely tried Like we were gonna have um, I think Dan Drexel Oh, okay. oh the yeah. metal guy Yeah, yeah. Dan? the high school then, the high did. school Oh you yeah.
0: did Okay cool yeah, And cool. if you're listening Hope you're doing well In California I don't, yeah, San Diego I don't know if this is ever yeah. An
1: actual thing But like Chuck He and Chuck Were like good friends yeah. So um he was. He asked if Dan wanted to sing for Black Houses, and we all we were all just like, "Yeah, that's cool. Like whatever." And then never practiced with them. Nothing ever happened with that. And we kind of just were like, "Well, let's just not do this yeah. anymore." So, and then uh, I didn't. I didn't. That was like the end of. No, That was 2015. So I didn't do anything musically for a really wa- like a long time. Like I kind of like tried to start bands, and they just never like worked or happened and um that was like the
2: nether zone in rochester like yeah, no one knew what yeah. the fuck was going on when did you start doing sorry that was after that
1: that was 2014 so okay. 2014 uh i think it was october is when we put the first the first tape out and that was the the drew's um target weight tape EP. okay
0: for those that don't know sore ear is the label that you run sore your collective uh you've been doing it for yeah quite a few years you've got a decent amount of stuff out too you know uh, much more uh on top of your stuff than i am with my label let <laughs> will say the least
1: uh i try thank you <laughs> i try to i try to stay on top of things because if i don't i will lose interest <laughs> yeah. unfortunately so um, keep the momentum up yeah, yeah exactly uh yeah i started doing sawyer uh in 2014 and um it was like the drew's tape was the first thing and we but it was before I had uh, realized how much I hate dubbing tapes one to one. Because I'm sure, again, like we've talked about oh, yeah. it. that shit sucks. It sucks. Um, so I we did all of the. I think there's like 85 or 90 copies of that tape, and all of them were done one to oh, one, like wow. f- in my bedroom or in Joey Joey Clark's old uh, apartment on is, Alexander. Is so that,
0: that's not. I mean, I'm assuming it's not like a C10, is it? No,
1: it was like, like a, a fucking, I think. I think. The one song itself is like seven minutes, like the last song on that EP. So, like, I think mm-hmm. it was like a maybe a 30 minute side okay. tape or something. Yeah it, yeah, it took fucking forever, dude. Yeah. Um, and we like folded all the J cards like one at a time and everything, you know. So, it was super DIY, and uh, we did that one. And then Throat Culture, um, Throat Culture's The Nervous episode was the next tape in that they were band from Albany, super cool, uh, kind of like weirdo punk. Um, I think more so like kind of like comparative to like uh that social circle band right I remember them yeah it's like
2: I mean I remember social circle being like kind of cat they were on no way records I believe and it was like kind of catchier with jangly guitars yeah so like
1: kind of like kind of jangly but still kind of weird almost like I would say kind of like um kind of quick sandy but not quick sandy but still like okay. pretty weird I, yeah i could i could pull it up and find it for you guys yeah. i i think it was awesome and like i've known seth and aaron from that band for a long time and uh when they were they were starting up around the same time drew's was starting up and i was like hey like they had a demo cd out and i was like i liked that and i was like the next thing you guys do like let me put it out and they were super cool with it and we did uh pro- probably the same amount of tapes maybe like 80 copies Mm -hmm. you know and uh but that one's only like five minutes long so it was like it took no time to fucking dub those but (laughs) um yeah that was like the first and then the, the next thing was the black houses demo that i did and uh that was the last thing that i dubbed in real time everything else has been like kind of shopped out
2: (laughs) during the time that you didn't have a band were you doing releases still and if so what because i want to sort of go back and figure out what was going on and during this time period where i kind of felt like not a lot
1: was um yeah 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 i was i was trying to i was so like i kind of shifted my focus like from being from playing in bands and like why to play in bands like wanting to do the the label thing more actively and i went from doing like uh one maybe release a year to trying to do a few and um my big thing was from like from 2016 to 2017 late 2017 i lived in california and i think in that time frame i I did very very few releases because of money and auxiliary things you know yeah, of course um but i've tried to i've tried to stay as on top of doing releases as much as i can
0: yeah you've been pretty consistent i feel like you've been pretty there's a bunch of stuff you've put out the last like couple years
1: yeah i mean i think the last the last handful of years for sure i've definitely been more so on top of uh Trying to be more active because of you know not be, us us all being kind of shut inside our houses like yeah. you know I had so much time to think and, and be like oh cool I want to work with this band or fucking this band you know yeah so
2: so you said you lived in California what um what was the scene like out there or were you involved in like punk and hardcore out there or, like what was the, what was it like or were you just kind of putting out music through the label without um interacting as much with this scene there? Because I would imagine it would be hard to like move to a new place and tap into that stuff again and sort of do the whole process we started the episode with of finding the scene and integrating yourself. That seems like a challenge to me. So how did that Uh, come out?
1: So I I lucked out kind of hard moving to California. Like um, I knew people out there already from from doing tours with other bands and stuff. And like uh, I I was dating someone who lived out there who had a bunch of friends and uh, I met a bunch of people through her and that was really cool. And some of the people I'm still like, tight with and still people I talk to. Um, but I, I really didn't get a chance to go to a ton of shows out there because of the fact that uh, money, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it sucks having to pay bills and like, especially when they're astronomical being in California. Um, I probably went to like maybe five shows out there the entire time. And Jeez. How long were you there for? Uh, a year and a half. Okay. And yeah. uh, I, I was able to, I, I did a bunch of touring while I lived out there. Like I was able to tour the, with a band uh, for a while. And that was cool, but while I actually lived in California, I think I saw like eighteen Visions play their first show back. You know, I think I think Retox played that. Hmm. Uh I tried to go see The Body and Loma Prieta when they did uh-huh. a tour and that didn't happen. But like yeah, there were like a handful of shows that I went to that was like, Oh cool, like I can actually go to this and not have to break the bank and not be able to eat for the next three days. Yeah. So you have
0: you've, you've done like touring with stuff. You do you kinda do merch for um What's the fucking band? I can't think of Is it
2: American Nightmare. I, yeah, American um, Nightmare. What's his other a huge band? band. Uh, Cold Cave. Cold Cave. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, I didn't know that was the same guy. She, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. It's Wes. Uh, I've been. Yeah. So like, she, the girl I I, I was dating, um, also worked for them at a point in time, and uh, I got lucky enough to know them through her and work with them through her and. When they did a tour, like the first tour they did when I lived out there, uh, they asked me if I wanted to come along and like tech and like help set things up and yeah. kind of do merch if, if I needed help with merch and um, got to know them through that and have been lucky enough to just kind of keep in touch and, and remain friends, uh, even living back out here. Um, every time they they do a tour, which, uh, you know, I for some reason they asked me to tag along and that's cool and I... I'm very okay with it. Yeah, And
0: so... Because, yeah, you recently did... They did, like, a couple shows.
1: Yeah. AN did a weekend with Chemical Fix and Gel. Gel. And it was, like, their 20-year anniversary for background music, which was, like, their first LP. Yeah. And that was super cool. That was, like, I... You know, like, that was a show where all three bands that played were three bands that I fucking love yeah so I got to I got to watch him four nights in a row and it was sick that's
2: yeah that's that's it's awesome were you on the cold cave tour with Boyd Rice or no
1: I was not no <laughs> that's a drag. I, mean, I I met Boyd Rice <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, oh, wow.
2: we're we, we're going a little long here but that's okay sorry, um, do, sorry. Do you, no, no no it's not your fault it's uh it's totally cool but do you if you have a Boyd Rice anecdote I think the listeners would appreciate that my
1: my only thing is okay so uh on the first cold cave tour that I did um, one of the first shows was in Denver, where which is where he lives now, and he was at the show, and I didn't 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 know whatever, like totally fine, just was like standing. Oh, man, wa- up, man? Yeah, well, <laughs> I was like watching them play because I had, I usually would hang back to make sure nothing like fell over or anything. So, um, I was like watching them play their set in 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 Denver, and I like turned around and he was like behind me, and I was just like. <laughs> Cool, cool. And then I watched. Did you know who Boyd Rice was? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. So I I watched him do like a bump of like snuff. Because he just, just, that was it.
2: That is tight. That he's. I've okay. I've never met a real human being who did snuff. Yeah, and that's incredible that he does that. I
1: I asked. I was like, like I I forgot who I asked that night, but I was like, is Boyd just doing bumps? Yeah. And they were like, no, he doesn't do that. I was like, oh. He does uh, snuff. Okay, <laughs> I was like, wow. he does snuff, and I was like, huh. Okay, of course, of cool. Course. He does. Sure, of course, he does. Um, well, yeah, that was my my Boyd Rice, and, and then at the at the end of the yeah. night, at the end of the night uh, when we were like loading off, um, like loading gear out and everything, he was like talking to them, and yeah, yeah. he goes, "Oh hi, I'm Boyd," and I was like, <laughs> "Hi, Aaron, nice to meet you, man." Wow. <laughs> As I was like, s- like my hood was up, and I'm just like carrying gear out, and I'm yeah, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and that was it. So. <laughs>
0: Before, I don't want to get too – much I want to touch on
2: your current stuff that you're doing. Um, yeah, we're pretty much up to the present day here, it sounds yeah, like. like I'm, yeah,
1: I feel like we could just sit and bullshit all day. Dude, of course. So. Oh, 100%. <laughs> what,
2: um,
0: so Black House is move doing some other stuff. You come back to Rochester, right? Yeah, yeah. When – is there anything – You have Troubleshooter. That's like one of the other bands you did. Was that pre-pandemic?
1: Yeah. So that was. um, So let me let me. I I can fill in some details. Yeah, I can wrap this up in a good way real quick. So I I actually started Only Shallow in 2016. Tried to start Only Shallow in 2016 with myself, um, Nick Becker from Hideout, and Pete Doherty from also from the band Hideout. And uh, we had four songs. Doherty right? from the Libertines. Yeah, yes, they had the same. The heard, same that, heard that
2: guy's got some personal <laughs> issues. Uh, no wonder things didn't get it off the did, ground. Did, did makes not sense? Work yeah. For us.
1: <laughs> what baby shambles is the other band he was in? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. With Kate, <laughs> Kate um, Moss and shit. Jesus. Uh, so we we tried we tried starting and uh, Katie Sharkey, who also um, Spencer Chamberlain, who that ph- photographer. Yep. Uh, that's their uh, girlfriend partner. Um she was also involved too and we wanted to kind of sound like Paint it Black and uh I think like Firewalker and bands like that. Mm-hmm. Um didn't didn't get off the ground. Like we had four songs written and then I was like, "Hey, I'm moving to California." So that was it. Like we had these yeah. songs. I have like the the original versions of those songs on my phone. Like two of them are actually only shallow songs now that we just we reworked a bunch and yeah. made better, I think, but um Troubleshooter was 2018. Uh, right when I moved back home, like, uh, Casey Sanders and Christian Ortiz, uh, were jamming and asked me if I wanted to come and hang out and see if I want to play bass in this band. And mm-hmm. I liked it a lot and it kind of just sounded like, um, they, th- I think the way that it was supposed to come out sounding was more like drug church or like self-defense family or yeah, like one of those, like, of a, like a kind of like a post hardcore band on that end of things or like uh praise. But I think it ended up sounding more like a screamo-esque post-hardcore band you know Uh more so like frameworks or uh i I guess i mean not really a screamo band but like at the drive-in or like like that style of post-hardcore yeah um i think it kind of came out sounding like that and uh we only had one properly recorded song and we had plans to go back and like finish out an ep of songs and it just never happened and then the pandemic happened and uh it just kind of fizzled out we actually played our last show with troubleshooter on march 5th uh, oh, 2019 so well, like the next week would have been right like, on the dot yeah everything was shutting down so
2: yeah. so with regards to only shallow i, w- I want to spend a little time on this because that band really impressed me and impressed other thank people you. i know thank too you, thank you, thank you. and i want to know if my like read on the inspiration of it or my take on it is anywhere close to what the inspiration was it's kind of like I-, I thought ink and dagger immediately because of the spooky vibes yep, and the, the makeup and everything and it, what i think is interesting is it's to me it comes off like you guys sort of maybe inspired by that or that's what it made me think of and then you dug deeper into that side of that band and added like the death rock guitar tone and i th- i thought that was really cool was Thank that kind of what you guys were in insp- like are you into like rick agnew and shit is that where yes. that came uh, from
1: i'm a big fan of the, the christian death records and yeah. the, uh 45 grave records uh-huh. and like uh, growing up and, and being into like a varied amount of stuff like mm-hmm. I, that always was in heavy rotation for me as much as like SOA or like you know like DC yeah, stuff here. or you know yeah. so and um, that's an
2: angle that's kind of a uh, sound that I, I don't you're pri- I was surprised by it because you're in, in your prior projects that obviously as we established wasn't something that was really explored so like I wasn't sure what to expect and, yeah,
1: yeah I mean so that, that was kind of the thing man is like I've never really been able to be in a band that I've really enjoyed every aspect of like I you know like I've liked every band that I've been in, but I've never been able to do the things that like I think that I I've, I've always really wanted to do. And I uh, you know bands like TSOL, like the like even like the what's what the fuck's the record with the red shadows and flowers by the door on it, the one that doesn't have Jack um, Russell on uh, it. Change today, yeah, yeah. Like I love that record. The record rules. I think yeah. the record fucking rips and. Shit like that, like all the early, the early early like SoCal punk that was definitely had like the beginnings of death rock and like you know goth rock or whatever mm. you want to call it, has always resonated with me. But I've never been able to explore it in a band. And like I think for this thing, for this for this project, like Only Shallow, we we wanted to be a band like Trash Talk and a band like 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 early early Ceremony, but also have the in the 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 death rock influence. So like it gives
2: it like a classic edge that I think a lot of hardcore bands. For the whole time I've been going to shows, at least kind of lack. It's like they're just starting with the band from five, ten years ago that they all really liked, yeah, and not digging deeper. And what I liked about that band, it's like oh, they went a little bit deeper. Like, like I said, it's the classic element of there is there, Thank you, and dude. yeah, you know, like, I don't want to sound like an old head, but more people should incorporate that you know what i mean i, mean, I
1: think that, that's always been a big thing for me is like i've always tried to bring things that in, in into onto the table that I, I like a lot so if it's like we might have a song that might sound a little like you know like youth of today
2: yeah yeah but, yeah. but
1: also like have a song that kind of sounds like uh the the, the the later era middle class you know what i mean mm-hmm. which like, i'm not gonna say mm-hmm. that our band sounds like the middle class like yeah. as much as i would love to sound like that shit but like that's definitely an influence the for later me. stuff is underrated by the yeah way. oh i totally very, agree i totally good, agree yeah Um, but yeah, like, so, like, when we started this, it was, like, I wanted to be in a band, like, Trash Talk, like, Ceremony, uh, this band Last Lights from Boston, who I like a lot, they're super fucking cool, and then, like, the Nerve Agents and AFI, those are, like, Mm -hmm. some of my favorite bands, you know, and, like, as we've started writing more songs, and, like, we have this EP written and recorded, like, the next batch of songs that I have like demoed out on my phone have I think I have like a there's like a, a Sam Haney, Sam Haney type song on it where like would it does it make sense I think it makes sense you know but like yeah ev- everyone someone else seeing the set might be like this is weird and slow and doesn't sound like a hardcore song but like I
0: think that kind of stuff is cool though you know yeah I mean, I, mean like, I,
1: I think it breaks shit up nicely and like it it adds something there that wouldn't normally be there and like watching when you when you see the same fucking five bands play all night long it's like I'd rather see a band like that which I'm not. Tooting my own horn in any way but like i'd rather see a band that's a little weird in comparison to a band that's like jesus fucking yeah, christ like, there's oh, the here breakdown we go. again like come on yeah, yeah definitely Ugh. yeah the, the, i think uh trying to
0: having just the thought of trying to do something that's like a little bit different and throwing something to mix it mix it up a bit is like something i don't it's not that i don't see it a lot but like so many times countless times i've watched, looked at a demo and saw it like this demo cover looks too cool and i know it's just going to be generic and boring as fuck
1: yeah like not, dude totally i
0: did that literally the other day i was like <laughs> looking at the cover i was like the artwork looks really sick if it came out in 86 it would be awesome but it's coming out in 2022 it's going to be four minutes which long which crew? i forgot it was posted in a demo Of course group. you did um <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Why, of course, you, why I wouldn't was like, you? Forget? It's gonna be four minutes long. I bet it's gonna be metalcore inspired to a degree, and like, I don't, I don't mean like, like, fucking crabcore metalcore. I mean, like, you know, like late '90s like metalcore kind of stuff. And it's like undertow
1: yeah, or like, yeah, like bands like that. Like,
0: yeah, and it's like, yep, this is kind of like more like, yeah, you know, heavier like hardcore kind of stuff, a little thrashy, that kind of stuff. That's like, yep, this is just like fine. It's not bad, but it's like almost worse. I'd rather be. Bad. i'd rather try something different a band try something different and have it kind of like yeah really have, have it kind of stink yeah have it be like uh, i don't know if they're able to do it but like they're trying it's
2: some of the best punk and hardcore stuff is when they are taking risks and they're not totally pulling it off yeah, it's great totally. i was i was listening to uh cause for alarm by agnostic front the other day which i i do think liberty and justice is better but the charming thing about cause for alarm is holy shit they're trying to do a thrash metal record and they literally don't have the first idea about how to do that. I mean, they had to get Peter Seal to help them write songs. And yeah. Rogers like Rogers sounds like he wants to try and actually sing, but he isn't. It's and it's like that's what's so endearing about it is it's in this weird uh, liminal space of they're not. They I think I know what they want to do, but they are not quite doing it. But that's what's cool about it, and people shouldn't be afraid to take those risks.
1: That's
3: one of their best records.
1: I'd
2: say. yeah, the record rules. I mean, it it works. But. I agree.
1: I think I think a, I think a, a really interesting. And like, I, I, going back to like the TSOL shit, like I think a band like that like d- did something in a really cool way. Fucking where,
2: beneath like, the shadows, yeah. yeah like what that, the fuck is that? Yeah, so yeah. good,
1: right? Like yeah, love it. I think that shit was super cool. And I think hearing a band like that going from being like a fast like skate punk band, you know, like or I yeah. guess like the, the 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 Southern California sound, like a the-
2: political hardcore band though. They were like more political than their peers. Yeah, right. And then they like helped invent death rock and then they did whatever beneath the shadows even is right and all like oh, that within like three years yes yeah. like that, that was
1: that was what 83 or four yeah that, that record
2: came out in 83 84 okay. was changed like, today changed not today, okay. i guess i'll
0: just, just choose a band that's kind of you know doing a lot of big things can you imagine like gel doing anything like that no offense to them but no like no uh, I, I don't I, think I, right so. no
1: i i agree like i, like, I couldn't
0: uh, and it's not, because, it's not because it's they. But, I don't think it's not because right. they can't. I think it's because like it's kind. It would it would be a bad
1: like. It, it'd be move. too. I think it'd be too far of a step. Yeah, you know what I mean. They but need, like, but bands like,
0: need to like ease into like. Different yeah, sounds well. Like
1: face. you just said, ceremony and like they're they're a band. They're an early an early influence for me from being like when I started finding modern hardcore bands. Yeah, it was like they were one of the first because they were fucking fast mm-hmm. and like oh, yeah. like i think the first record i found was still nothing moves you which was 2008 and like the way it was sold to me and in, in an alternative press was this sounds like youth of today in a wood chipper and i said yeah, yeah
2: a little like that yeah that's
1: what i want to hear and that like that that sold me on that band but they've they've done such a gradual like change from being like a power violence band to like a like a more of a hardcore influence power violence band to like a weirdo punk band with Ronert park and then like zoo was definitely like a weird kind of like kind of weird punk record yeah. you know and then like l-shaped man was like oh we're a post-punk band now and i was like this is cool like it made sense the, the gradual progression made sense for me yeah. and like the last record just sounds like like gary newman you yeah. know and that's and i fucking love gary newman yeah like i love yeah, yeah. Know, gary great. all that shit so i like i feel i feel like seeing a band like that like i'd rather see a band bring all the influences in you know like that as long as it's obviously tastefully done like I'd rather see that than seeing the same fucking hardcore band play time and time again and being like Jesus fucking Christ I think Christ, you got I think
2: one thing that punk and hardcore bands are sometimes bad at is uh, viewing their art holistically because I, I don't think you should approach it like oh I want to like just add or I don't, I don't think the best way to approach it is oh let's add like this influence or like shoehorn it or whatever you have to just look at it like i like all these different things like you, you need a base level willingness to take risks yeah and then if once you like ingrain that in your head just go for it and it'll happen and i think that's like the way to approach Dude, music and i have never i haven't always been great at that either but i've developed the, some skill for it and i think people need to like again holistically like before you even get to your band like me as a person who plays music am i do i give a fuck and if the answer's no good
1: <laughs> yeah right I mean like dude like yeah like like we said earlier like I know that there's a certain like air around people being like I don't fucking care you know but like yeah. I, I genuinely don't care if people like what we're doing or like like a band like what a band that I'm in is doing because like I know I like it a lot yeah and like I know that I'm very proud of the songs we've written and like the the output that we're gonna have you know the coming out and like that's fine like if someone wants to talk shit that's cool but like also Well, Well, to that same point, though, like,
2: (laughs) what I I liked about Only Shallow when I saw you guys is, like, I always tell people, like, don't think about, like, I want people to hear this and think it sounds like this. Or think about, like, how do I want people to feel when they hear this or see this? Like, what am I communicating to them? Like, fuck what box they want to put it in or if it's their style. Like, and when I saw you guys, I was like, oh, this is, like, isn't, like, one style. This is, like, meant to there's like an energy to this that it's conveying and that's more powerful than like a genre exercise. Um, man, I, I
1: I genuinely appreciate that because like, you know, it's taken me a long time to get to a point where I'm, I'm happy with everything, you know, it's hard to get to that point. Yeah, Right. Like I'm happy with everything, everything surrounding that, the band that I'm in, you know what I mean? Like I like how my guitar sounds. Like I like how the, all the music sounds like I like everything about it. And I'm, I'm excited to just get these songs out and have, people hear them and like have being or have being you know being able to play more shows of bands that i like and like friends and make friends you know like yeah. that's that's a huge thing so
0: i th- i think i'm on a kind of similar level like uh with hallucination realized it's like wow i finally like now as a, as a four piece it's like and even before when we had like when we just got cooper in the band it's like we were f- really kind of like hitting our stride it's like i feel like i'm doing what i originally sought out to do with this band i don't know if you think the same way tim yeah um
3: Yeah, definitely. I I I'd say so.
0: Yeah, and then with leaking head, I think the same thing too. Like I wasn't even, and that's an interesting thing because I wasn't even expecting to do that band at all.
2: That that (laughs) what I always say about leaking head. I think I said it in that spine interview. It's like. I wanted to start that band since I was seventeen. Before I even like really knew you guys, like it's the hardcore band that yeah. I tried to do in high school and couldn't dude, do. That's, you know, that's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I feel the same way. Like with Only Shallow, it's like this is the kind of band that if I had seen a band like this, I would have been like, "Totally, dude, yeah. what the fuck?" Like, yeah, exactly. that's, yeah, that's that's yeah. what you know? I think
0: is like so. And like Rochester's cool with that because I feel like like we don't have the band. That like to go back to them. Sorry, sorry, gel. That sounds like gel. Or I mean, to go maybe further, a gag or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Where like the band is like bouncy, stompy, hard, hardcore punk riffs with like delayed vocals. You know, like that kind of thing. We don't have that. We don't have. We. I was gonna say you have a Youth Attack hat on. Yeah. yeah. We kind of had the Youth Attack band with Salt School shootings, but again, not really like we yeah, have I,
1: I would say the the only other besides I mean like obviously Death Camp like I think you guys yeah, would have been a good fit for yeah, that but like I also we think
2: were, that... we were too like fucking even like when we were still doing too like New York hardcore yeah ev- well, yeah. first we were too much of that and then we were too like rock opera but also like <laughs> yeah,
0: wh- I didn't want to say yeah. theatrical But well no theatrical yeah. I was
2: about to say even when we were doing the hardcore shit we were too theatrical to be like a youth attack band yeah like, I just remember too seeing much you guys swag, do a
3: song once where I think Jared was just doing like a guitar solo
1: like for the whole song
2: he, he used to do that yeah
1: yeah it was pretty sick dude um, I'll, I'll, I'll be real like that was one of the bands when you guys were like actively playing shows like mm-hmm. you death camp was a mysterious guy band for me because like i could never get it i never had a chance to like see you guys play oh really but, like i mean I, I did i think i saw you guys play two or three times but, yeah like, there was an era where i was like i i need to fucking see this band and
2: oh, I, thank and I you couldn't
1: you know what i mean like it was just like there'd be some some reason that would lead me to be like not being able to go see you so it was always like yeah jesus fucking christ like when the seven inch came out it was like i didn't know where the house was where the seven inch the oh, record release show was so shit. like yeah like i saw videos and was like god damn it man
2: like, sorry i'm sorry on. i'm sorry to hear that that was a good show hunted <laughs> cool thanks. hunted down hunted down killed oh, it that shit i, I listened dude i listened to their seven inch the other day yeah. that is that one life, of the life's womb? one of the most underrated oh, records of so that era it's good. so like, it's so good but um to move on a little bit, we're, we're going to talk about Sorier and you, you'll get to, I want to talk about like stuff you have coming up for that. But with all this in mind, like what makes you like decide to put out a band's release? What typically pushes you in that direction? Um, if, if any, if it's anything in particular.
1: So for me, I mean, I definitely like, I think originally starting out a big factor was like the friendship factor. You know what I mean? Like oh, you want to yeah, like, you want to yeah. like be, As always, be, yeah. Home, yeah, be homies with the bands you're putting things out for. Um, and and a lot of that a lot of the early stuff was like that the only one that's like weird and wasn't like that was um early on was the uh portrayal of guilt that
0: band i did a oh wow you did one of their releases. yeah
1: yeah i did a a lathe uh seven inch for them of them covering uh spiritual cramp by christian oh okay that's cool um and that was like the only one that i kind of just was like i was super into the band and i i just cold i cold messaged one of them and was like hey like I had this idea like I'd really like to do this and within like minutes he hit me back up was like yo we have a Christian death cover and I was like let's do it so we did it and it you know sold fucking well and everything but uh, the friend factor is a big thing at first and then it kind of became like with a lot of the more recent releases has been like you know do do I think this is going to do well which I know sounds shitty but like I, I, you, you understand think, you, have to, you right. have
0: to think about that for sure
1: like do i think this is going to do well enough for me to like be okay with sitting on 15 copies which doesn't sound like a lot but like you know like it's still 15 copies where you're like you know that's just dead space sometimes i, mean,
0: I think that would like because the right where the has realized redundant pluroplasm split lp is coming out soon and it's like i'm probably gonna have maybe a hundred plus here now luckily and this is something that I think about a lot, um, is that, like, I'm in Hallucination Realized. Yeah. So I have some symptoms of a control over that, like, I don't have the band to push. If we're doing Protoplasm doesn't sell their copies, or Anthems of the Undesirable don't sell their copies, whatever. Oh, and, and that's yeah, that's the one yeah, Anthem's yeah. do. Okay, um, cool, cool. Uh, if they don't sell their copies, that's not my problem. I'm in the freaking band that's on one side of the split. Like... I know that we'll be playing shows. I know we'll be touring. We're going to be selling copies more than likely. Yeah, totally. So that's and that's the thing with like booking. I think about that with booking a show because I have two shows that I booked recently that are coming up. Uh, April twenty first. Uh, if you want to see Just and Coffin Dust at Photo City, come out. Um, I don't. I'm not playing that show. So it's like fuck. I have no control. Over like some part of the show versus other shows that I I booked where my band is playing on like it's like well I know maybe people will come to see me yeah I don't know if that if these bands are necessarily pulling their weight or doing it not, as much as I would want them to do I don't know right like I don't know necessarily
2: so well that's an advantage of putting out stuff for your friends too is you could even pressure them a little bit if you have to oh uh, I've had to oh, there's, hey, can you oh, post yeah, it there's definitely been times where that, like I yeah.
1: I felt kind of like an asshole being like. Hey, like, can you you, you know? say something yeah. to someone
2: about this thing I'm please, doing for you? Please. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which like, you know, you don't want to be that guy, but there's some, some cases where it's like, yo, come on, man. Like I'm, I'm so excited about this. Like, I want you to be just as excited about this and like be just as stoked that like, yeah. I'm doing this for you, which I don't need, you know, like you don't, no one needs the, the acclaim of like, you're doing this for me. Like you should... Oh, you know praise you know hell hell no hail that's not what you need
2: you need them to do something too yeah like, right it's just them, like yo like i just want you to fucking be... fanning your balls about it isn't gonna sell more copies no, right. It's them like, promoting I just, it I just will want
1: you to be stoked that it happened and like stoked yeah. that you have this physical product out that like you can push and now you know show to people like yeah so that's a big factor for me is like i want to make sure it's it's gonna yeah. sell because i i care about it a lot and if i didn't care about it like i wouldn't be putting it out you know what mm-hmm. i mean so like the is LP that came out a couple of years ago, like they broke up before, like they like in twenty seventeen or something, or oh, I'm yeah. sorry, like twenty nineteen, they broke up, and then like had the record ready to go, like they were just gonna put it out for free, and I was like, no, like let's fucking put the LP out like we planned on doing, yeah, you know? and it sold out because it's a it was a good record and people cared about it, and then they broke. They it want again. yeah they you know I mean? yeah like, they want
0: they want something, if especially if it's a band like that, a band that people really liked. They want something to like. All right, this is like the last thing we'll do. Uh, maybe they – Who knows? Every band fucking ends up reuniting for yeah, the most know, part nowadays. Um, it's like uh, the very least you have something. Yeah, that's 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 kind of it's. A, a get, you gotta you gotta put that into the will it sell? Because like yeah. I'm not gonna uh, me you any label is not just gonna put out something mostly for the sake of putting out something like unless you have just a lot of money this to, yeah to totally like
1: there there have been times where i like i've i've hit up like dudes from like wolves and been like hey like i want to put out like some kind of weird fucking like compilation tape for you guys you know what i mean and, the, and they've all been like receptive to it but it, again like outside of rochester how many of those am i gonna sell yeah you know what i mean inside of rochester how many of those am i gonna sell yeah. like and that's not a knock yeah. on them at all but like they haven't been a band for actively like almost 10 years you know yeah. so like <laughs> we so many, many, many gotta do like an, we
2: gotta do an LP of like four or five like forgotten Rochester bands that have unreleased recordings Yo, and I've then always together wanted we do to that. that oh like
0: like they gotta do like the f- uh, four EPs on an LP kind of thing yeah I've,
2: four unreleased EPs on there's no, like, we'll talk about that I have some ideas cool
1: cool there's, I've had I've got are a are they, Love Pork. I've got a Love
2: Pork single. Say,
0: are, are three of the bands going to be your bands?
2: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> could you Aspier?
2: <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, we could do Aspier, Love Pork, like Wolves and then like one other
1: one. Was, uh, was, that's uh,
0: like 20. Oh yeah. yeah, that's like early 2010s like. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's that's perfect. It,
1: that's it right there. <laughs> yeah, doing the labels is always always a lot of fun mm-hmm. and I really enjoy it and I enjoy putting things out and um you know having people appreciate the things I like, like, the, the same things that I do hopefully for the same reasons. So
2: so to to close out here, what what stuff have you put out recently, and what do you got coming out soon that people should look out for?
1: Uh, recently, recently we did the Achilles. Um, uh, it doesn't change, or it doesn't get easier. It just changes uh, ten inch lathe, uh, which is super cool. That's sold out on the web store, but I think the, they're gonna have. The, I'm gonna make sure they have at least fifteen copies. So whenever they get those, whenever those are in from press, uh, they'll have a few copies. Uh, the Final Declaration LP, the band from Buffalo. Um, that just came out that's still at press right now Uh, which like we said earlier what the fuck ever you know what I mean like pressing plants are still shot so um, so that just came out in February that was the last update we had and then for the rest of the year um wet specimens from Ooh, uh, okay. Albany. Yep, we're doing yeah, um, band rules. doing their nice. LP.
2: They had that same guitar tone you got last time <laughs> I saw them. Yeah. The, we,
1: Eric, this, the Eric and I from Wet Specimens have talked for a long We've like become good friends over the last like 6 months and uh have found that we have a lot of mutual interest in a lot of shit. So it's like super cool that they he hit me up and was like, "Hey, like I think we're doing an LP. Like would you be interested in it?" I was like, "Yeah." 1,000% would be interested in that. Like, please send it my way. So that, that'll that be a thing this year, hopefully. And um, there was a band from Philly called Half Cross that I wanted to work with, which I don't know if that's going to be a thing, but they're kind of like a, just a fast, hardcore band. Um, and then there's a band from California called Grave Rust, who uh, okay. are super cool, kind of sounds like Cursed, but not really like Cursed, more like a punky version. So like, I guess more like The Swarm or like Left for Dead. Yeah. Um. And that's cool. And then there's one more band that I oh um, crematory stench, who oh, are a okay. death metal band from California as well. Uh, I hit them up sometime last year, and I said I want I just want to do a single for them, and they were into the idea. But we haven't talked about it in a long time, so. It could happen, but it also might not happen. But that was an, an idea that I still had. To... Dipping, dipping the toes in the death metal game. Yeah, huh? yeah, trying to. Like, I mean, like you know, we did the Bat Magic tape last year, which is like my kind of our first foray into black metal, and that was super cool. Um, and then I actually I have a, a tape that's my friend Kyle that I brought up earlier. Um, he and I recorded like six songs sometime in, over last summer, uh, and it's a project we're calling Clergy. Okay. Right now, it's like a black metal project, and it's just him and I. Uh, I just played bass. He did everything else. So um, very low stakes for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think I, I think we're doing that. We're gonna put that tape out this year too. Um, and I'm super excited i haven't thought about those songs actually until literally just now so since yeah. last year and all, all <laughs> so. sounds
2: all sounds like stuff that our listeners will appreciate cool. so well cool. i would encourage them to keep their ears peeled for that and to give you a follow online etc um a, as you point out we could bullshit all day Dude, i'm <laughs> sure i'm sure we'll be having you back because this uh. this this was great but um thank you for coming on Dude, I we're, at, we're at about two thank hours so i think it's a good time to wrap oh my it up oh god cool. oh no that's that's not that bad but uh Sick. Fucking thank you for coming on. Yeah, um everybody Absolutely. check out Sorrier Collective online. We'll have a link in the description. And uh you know check us out Cop Pot official on Instagram, Kings of Punk Pot on Twitter and of course kingsofpunk.com that super professional website that <laughs> really I Really good <laughs> website. Set up. It's check a, it out. You know what that is? That's check a, it out. That's a that's a good website. Um <laughs> I'm Jake Razor. This has been we've been here with our special guest Jared Johnson of Sorrier Collective and Only Shallow. We I'm have Tyler Hammer and I'm Gary, Gary
3: U.S. Bombs and Bombs Away. Hey, Jake Razor, cue up that outro
0: music. Oh,
2: yeah, the new outro music that I made. <laughs>
0: yeah, I hope you guys like the new intro music, too.